This is Ham Radio, fighting the war against the purification of America. Because who needs that shit? Why? Because we can. Follow us, follow us, but not too close. On Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Ham Radio Show. Ham Radio. Tastes so good, make you want to slap your mama. Don't it, Willie? Yeah, boy. Hey, mama. What the hell you want, Willie? Look at the people we got in the chat. I know, it's fucking 
freaking crazy. Yeah. It's the Hammerdale Show. Ain't it terrific. Ain't it swell? Gee golly, Willikers. It's one hell of a good thing. It's the Hammerdale Show, 718-577-1389. Part of the Unfiltered Radio Network, and we are live as well on, of course, HammerdaleShow.com. And, of course, uh, you know. Later on, you can get the replays and or listen to the show on countless other radio stations across the weird worldwide web. That's what we do. Because we all that. Damn right. We all that and a bag of chips, motherfuckers. And a bag of chips. It's what we do. It's the Hammer Neo Show. And we are here for you. Also, the Facebook Live Suite operational and ready to go for you. Right there in, of course, on my Facebook page. It is one hell of a show. We are very interactive with our fans. It's what we do. I know. We need more. You know what? I want more applause. I want more applause for what we do. I think you're right. Because we got a big fucking show today, Joe. Wow, what a show. It's a big fucking show. Holy shit. People I actually hung up. I know. On the show tonight, the creator of Spawn, comic book icon. He worked on Batman, Spider-Man. Countless other titles. What a guy. My brother loved this one. Damn right. <laughs> Todd McFarlane is going to be on the program. Yeah. And is. from comic book icon to porn star on the horizon, Alex Jett will be on the program. Alex Jett will be on the program tonight as well. Uh, the man got a big old penis. Do they call, so him, do they call him Jet because he's fast in the sack? No, I, he's actually, his nickname is uh, the White Knight. Ooh, the yeah. White Knight. White Knight. Porn, right. It's actually Porn's White Knight. Well. So there you go. Uh, to John up in the Facebook Live uh, suite. Hey now. Hey now. How are you? To steal directly from Stern. Hey now. Hey now. How are you? I uh, we got Byron. Uh, he's trying to get a show going. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to do that. Uh, Debbie, get your game on. I will definitely do that today. Yes. Uh, so we do have to get into a lot of crap because we are very Tonight Show esque. Uh, well, we have two guests on tonight. Normally we only have one. Today we got two. Tonight we have uh, got to move things along. I do have to bring this up. Okay. Uh, Matt Lauer in the news today. <laughs> I have to because I have to bring it up because it's it's a big fucking story. Let me tell you why. Now. Let me tell you why it's a big story. Well, that's a book coming out. Yeah, well, there's a book coming out from uh, Roman Polanski. There, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> yeah. Roman Farrow. Okay. Uh, wrote a book, and the book is coming out. And in the book, uh, the woman who supposedly uh, he touched, uh, but now they're saying he raped. Oh, yeah. In the book, yeah, this is uh, this is coming out. Uh, the full, uh, of course, Lauer says it's false allegations. Of course, um, but when you go to the story, I'm trying to get the uh, her name because they actually, uh, I think it's Brooke Nevles is her name. Yeah, Brooke Nevles, N E V I L E S. I was told Pharaoh that she was terrified over the out of control. Uh, Matt Lauer, uh, she believed Lauer, uh, you know, holded stuff over her career. Oh, yeah. And this, that, and the third. And supposedly he raped her, yeah. uh, at the Olympic Games, at the Sochi, uh, Olympic Games when, uh, NBC was covering them. You know, Matt Lauer was covering them. You thought it was an event. Well, there you go. And he definitely got the gold medal, supposedly yes. in rape. I'll show you how. But when you go down to, uh, the, um, of course, Matt Lauer uh, releasing a letter, a mm-hmm. uh, full written statement from Matt Lauer saying that these allegations are false. I do have to ask this question because 
When this news broke today, the scariest thing I heard. Yeah. Okay. A girl that works where we work. Okay. In front of me said automatically mm-hmm. I have to go with her because I always go with the victim. Oh, sure. Now, here's the thing. How do we know she's a victim? Yep. And I'm not shitting on every woman that has ever been raped. I want to bring this to the forefront. I want to make this point absolutely clear. They're all victims. I'm not yet. Any, first of anyone who's ever slept with Matt Lauer is a victim as well. So is his wife. So is his wife. <laughs> okay, but I want to make the, the point that we're not, and we're also not shitting on and mocking this woman. However, you have to ask questions. You can't just automatically go, she said he got she that she was raped. Automatically, now it's law. Now it's it's gospel. She's now raped by Matt Lauer. Absolutely. Automatically, no matter what, no 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 uh, no investigation, no nothing. He's got deep pockets. And Matt La- and and here's the thing: Matt Lauer has stayed silent until now. Now, not only it's it's a very long. You can look up the full uh, written statement. Uh, it's because it's 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 a couple pages long. He didn't fuck around. He was making the point that he stayed silent for a while, and that was his fault. Yeah. He was staying silent so he wouldn't hurt anyone else. He was trying to repair a whole bunch of stuff in his life due to what happened. Fine. Okay. We're, we got that. But now he's really bringing up questions that kind of make you have to go, okay, wait a minute. Uh, he's bringing up in the report, in the book, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, that brings up each allegation. Now, Brooke who is the girl, stated that uh, she claimed that the first encounter was an assault. Now, Matt Lauer wants to ask, she claims the first encounter was an assault, yet she actively participated in arranging future meetings with me at my apartment on multiple occasions to continue the affair. He is freely admitting that he had an affair with this woman. Oh, yeah. Okay. While he's married, had an affair with this woman. Now, if you read the uh, the the uh, point by point here mm-hmm. in the uh, thing, he also stated that they had oral sex together, they had vaginal sex together, and then he also claims that she that he had anal sex with her. Ooh. Now, here's the other part in her statement that's in the book. She says that she had she came to the room supposedly drunk. Came back to the room because he had stolen her press ID or whatever. Okay. <clears throat> Came back to the room. They He forcibly made her have anal. Okay. And she supposedly cried through the whole thing. Okay. So that would be the rape. Okay. Now we move on to the second point. I'd cry. I would cry too. If Matt Lara stuck me in the ass, Some, I'd cry too. I'm not going to say I wouldn't. Period. Some <clears> ass period. Absolutely. You're going to cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Debbie's pointing out the things that make you go, hmm. Mm. Uh, she says, I was the one pursuing the relationship, yet once it was over, she was the one calling me and asking to rekindle it. Now, this is all Matt Lauer, and supposedly he has the evidence that he can show people that she was the one trying to rekindle it. Well, I'm sure that's true, but you know what the thing is that when they say they're victims, they say because he has power over their career so in, well, that, wait, in that sense alone well wait but here we go that he brings up that very point mm-hmm. uh she says she felt pressure to continue the affair because i had control over her career sure okay but she did not work for me she did not work for the today show mm-hmm. she did not work for nbc news he had zero power in his mind this is what matt lauer is saying yeah 
He had zero power over her career. She worked for supposedly Meredith Vieira at the time of the incident. Oh. Okay, so he's pointing out, how do I have power over her? I mean, I understand he's Matt fucking Lauer, and he definitely has power, okay? But how does he have power over her if she doesn't work for the Today Show for him or NBC News in general. That's what he's saying. Well, no, what he's saying is true, but what she's probably feeling is that he has power. Of course. And that's enough to make her a victim. Of course. Plus, aren't they good friends, Meredith and Matt? Oh, yes. Absolutely. But here's the thing. If you're also, you know, involved in a affair with him, Mm -hmm. like some of these stories are, there's not a lot of cohesion here in these two stories. Yeah. He admitted that he had an affair with this woman. Mm-hmm. That's what he says in the written statement, which you can go online and read the whole fucking right. thing. Oh, yeah. She's saying rape. Yeah, she's saying rape. Now he's also said on the night in question, kind of rape, and the certain yeah, anal rape well, on the well, on the night in question, he says that they had they both went down on each other. Mm-hmm. So she sucked his dick. He fucking ate her pussy. Yeah. Okay. Let's just let's not mince words here. Then they you fucked. Then they mm-hmm. fucked. Okay. Okay, so vaginally, he stuck his penis in her... He stuck his pee in her V, Joe. Okay. Okay, then supposedly, to top off the evening, the cherry on top of the fucking night, yeah. uh, he decides that he's going to stick his pee in her asshole. Ooh. Okay? That's what we're hearing. And that's, that's can we can, can we hear from her asshole again, Joe, please? Is that possible? Yeah, that's, that's the top of There you go. So now what we're dealing with is two different stories. We're hearing, yes, we did fuck, and yes, we had all this, but when she's saying it, she's saying that when he stuck it in her asshole, Mm -hmm. that she cried to herself in the pillow. That's part of the book. You can read that as well. Well, He's saying, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on. He's saying that we had anal. That's what he said. He said we had anal. She, She literally is a woman that I was having an affair with. And I'm fucking her. Yeah. And like a normal thing, the knock at the door, she comes in and they start to do stuff. Yeah. Well, now yeah. she's saying rape and he's not. So now here's my point. Okay. Yet again, do we just go with the victim like this, the girl at work said? Automatically she's a, So basically your decision was made up and he's a rapist. I think they get yeah. into it. You know, she yeah. I mean like... I don't care what it is. No, no guy is going to put it up a girl's ass unless she lets him. I nah, mean, but, but if you're, if you're you gonna, in a rape, wait, in a rape scenario, unless Joe, you got to beat her up or something. Well, well no, you didn't do that. Well, wait, in a rape scenario, yeah, you know what I mean like if she did feel scared or whatever, we we can't judge her on that way. We can't say, hey, well, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. She had to allow it. I mean, what if she allowed it for what her reasons were? But she had to allow. Yeah, but then it. it's still rape. If she didn't yeah. want yeah, it, and I, said, I, wait, I, I ain't saying it. But wait, I'm just, I'm just getting you out of a legal thing. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. If she fucking if she didn't want it, okay, and said, no, no, Matt, don't stick it in my butthole, yeah. and he stuck it in the butthole, it's, rape. it's still rape. That's rape. There's no way, there's no two ways about that. Well, that's what the I'm saying she probably is, didn't say that. I know, but what I'm saying is, to get you out of fucking legal troubles, is that, yes, because you just said she allowed it. Well, no. In other words, like, hey, fuck the rape, I'm she try- allowed it. What I'm trying to say is, it's hard to take <coughs> a in there when they're cooperating. Oh, absolutely. You know, did, so. did he Did he only fucking ass once? Well, this yeah, per- he's bringing thing. he's particularly he's bringing up this particular moment in time. Okay, it's just that moment on this day that she's claiming the rape happens. He's saying, 
I we we went down on each other. We fucked normally, and then I stuck it in her balloon nut. That's only, that's what he's saying. That's only one story. You should yeah. you should hear the stories about here. He, uh, one girl he made unconscious. Uh, yeah, but yet again, had to carry her out. Of his okay, office. but but here's the thing. Yet again, he's though, a slug, the guy. But Joe, wait, wait. But yet again, were you there? Of course not. Then how the fuck are you gonna say he's a slug? Well, he made the girl we know unconscious, none of this, though. You... But, Joe, we know none of this. We don't know how she became unconscious. Wow. We know none of it. And you're telling people you're the biggest proponent of men's names not being dragged through the mud as rapists I, I without agree. evidence. Yeah. No, I you're agree. the biggest proponent of it. Well, we're talking I, I about literally it. go, Joe, that's the one thing you haven't said that's dumb on this show. Well, no. I think if you're going to accuse and somebody of rape. Him, and then you're calling him a slug. Well, if you're going to accuse somebody of rape, you better have some evidence. If we're not going to talk about it, we don't talk about it. When we're going to talk about no. it, we're going to tell you what you feel. No, no, but you're calling him a slug with zero evidence. Yes. There's zero evidence to say that Matt Lauer raped anybody. Oh, believe me, if there was if there was no, no evidence, he wouldn't have quit the show. You know, they probably got zillions. Joe, of when you're pressured in the in the Me Too movement, you don't fucking literally have a choice. You get told point blank you're leaving the show. You don't get to fucking make that choice. Well, they say, you know what? Matt, for the good of the fucking company, for the good of the show, I'm not disagreeing. Go. Go, go. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you, of course, but. The, tr- the truth of the matter is, uh, if he didn't do it, he would fight it. You know, he did it. Everybody in, in the, in the but whole. But that's what studio, he's saying. But that's what he's that's saying. Another now. thing, by the way, he was fucking everybody in the office. Everybody, how come nobody knew? These well, supposedly a lot of people knew. Yeah. Supposedly a lot of people knew. But that, but that's my point. A lot of people knew he was cheating on his wife. So that's the whole. Okay, thing. wait, wait, wait. A lot of people knew he was cheating on his wife. I'm going to give you the scenario. Hold mm-hmm. on. A lot of people knew he was cheating on his wife. So now. Was he cheating on his wife, or was he uh, raping these women, or or touching them without them wanting to be touched? We don't know, but yet we're going on the air, and people go on the air and write books about it. Well, that's that's you know what I mean, like literally saying Matt Lauer's Matt Lauer's a rapist. That's what we do. All right, but we need to fucking let's address that. Let's address that. And Bill Cosby's in jail. You know, they believe the victim. Yes, but Bill Cosby, Joe, they had somewhat evidence. When they put him on trial, <laughs> Bill Cosby had a literal jury of his peers. That must be what he's trying to avoid, a trial. That's but why he keeps quiet. He went to jail for one chick. Yeah. And he didn't go to jail for all the other chicks. No, he I know that. For but he went chick. to jail for one chick. Right. Okay. And, and, but what I'm saying is that one she wait. was full of shit, and okay. the judge wait, never wait, should have reopened that case. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. Old people, you got to listen for one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we're here to defend the cause, but no, give me a second. I love the cause. If, I know you do. Mm-hmm. If there was evidence, though, in that trial, okay, he wasn't just found guilty because of all the other bullshit. He was found guilty by a jury that he did something wrong. So you there was something there. Should have paid him off. And well, you probably should have. But should've. there was something there, Dead and he shit. got he got it done. Now we're wait, we're, we're losing. We're switching gears, right. and we're on Cosby. We're trying to stay on Matt Lauer for a second. Okay. Cosby got tried. <laughs> Matt Lauer did not get tried. He got in the trial of public opinion, the court of public opinion. Sure, yeah, he got tried. My point being, he brings up some very interesting points in this thing. Whereas people have made up their minds that automatically he's a rapist. Like somebody goes, "I, I automatically, uh, I believe the victim." Right. <clears throat> How do you believe the victim? How do you know she's and a victim? Not to go back to the saying, cause, but the they made the same thing. That's what people say. Yeah. You did it. Enough people say you did it, then you did it. 
That's not true. I know it's not true, but that's, that's a lot of people is. have said you're this, smart. This, I know. This, this, I, this I can't world. understand, and that's not true. This yeah. the world we live in. Now. Yeah, I know. got to do once a woman says she's been raped, it's the, yeah. automatically she's been raped. But and, that's why that's and, why we're addressing it here. That's my point. Right. That's the old old, so, old strategy. You know, they throw a lot of shit at the wall. Whatever sticks sticks. They're exactly. doing it to the president yeah. right, right now. Mm-hmm. All right, before we go on a presidential rant, hold oh, the fuck oh, on. Um, she said she just. This is another the last. Last point from Lauer in the thing. She said she just wanted NBC to do the right thing with quotes. Yet she sought a monetary payment. (laughs) Right? Remember what her old talk show. Wait, wait. She She sought a monetary payment. And two years after I was fired... She's stepping forward to do more damage. Well, of course, she got the book coming. Out. Okay, but this is my point. So, is she just selling a book? Is she helping Roman Pharaoh sell a book, or do you, or are you like you know? There's no, we don't know if she's legitimate or not. We know, and I'm not, look, You'll never know. I'm not shitting on rape victims. I fucking hate rape. Rape oh, is a bad thing. Sh- yeah. That's going to be my big firm stance, Joe. Yeah, rape know. is bad. Rape is bad. Yeah, rape is bad. I totally am in agreement but with that. You don't like rape. And no one should ever be raped. No. But the thing especially is, me. especially you, no. hopefully someone rapes you in your mouth so you can't oh. talk. <laughs> my thing is, how do we know that literally that Matt Lauer did these things? We don't know. But yet, automatically, he's public enemy number one. And thank God Cosby's locked up, because now we have to worry about Matt Lauer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that kind of thing. And I'm not saying that he didn't do this shit. I'm not saying that he didn't do any of this shit. I'm not saying he didn't rape this woman. I'm just saying, what the fuck? We have no evidence to this point, it's a Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) They all have this power, these guys. And these chicks, unfortunately, because these guys are powerful, they give in to them uh, because they want to further their career. Uh And basically, that's what it boils down to. I mean... I mean, you look at a guy like Harvey Weinstein, he'd never get a beautiful chick if he didn't have power. Oh, of course no. not. Yeah, see how he look. From Matt Lauer, there are people who fully understand the actual dynamic that existed between me and Brooke. Uh, they have reluctantly and quietly reached out in the past two years and shared what they know. They have accurately described Brooke and her role in this affair. I hope those people will understand that these allegations cross a serious line, and they can share, uh, cross a serious line, sorry, it's on two different pages. Okay. Hold on, wait a minute, page two, no, it's actually page four. Uh, and what they can share is the vital truth, even if it may seem unpopular. Now, see, that is the point that I want to reiterate. It is unpopular to think that maybe he didn't rape her. Yeah, it is so unpopular when someone comes forward yeah, to say, okay, why don't we just take half a breath? Maybe Trump is right about something. Yeah, It is unpopular to take the stance against what is the popular opinion. And that is why... I'm not siding with him. I'm not siding with her. But I think a lot of questions need to be asked. And and God damn it, they need to be answered. 
You bring but up they, a very important they, point. People can't think their own mind. They don't think at no. all for they're themselves. Afraid, they're no. afraid of repercussions from other people. Exactly. They're afraid to go you know. against the grain. How dare so, you? If right. If yeah, of course. I mean, right or wrong. You're you going to go against this woman and Absolutely, say that yeah. she wasn't raped? That's yeah. an unpopular yeah. decision. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So then, what, then, what happens? And, and that's why before this, I have to say... That I'm not victim bashing. I have to make it abundantly clear because yeah. somebody can take my words out of context mm-hmm. and then say, well, this guy was on the air and he's bashing this girl. I'm not bashing her at all. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I don't know. My point is he raises a very interesting point. A bunch of them, quite frankly, well, in his statement. He's defending himself. He's defending himself and he's raising very interesting points because if you were involved with him... In a relationship where he admits to cheating on his wife with her, and he's saying, point blank, we were in a a relationship. I was fucking this woman when I was married to my wife. I mean, literally, I mean, think of like just the, the point of... Well, maybe there was something we're not looking at. Do you know what I'm saying? What is she saying that, you know, we had a relationship, we had an affair... But it wasn't he. It wasn't rape until he fucked me in the ass. He took the ass. Well, that she, I didn't allow him to have the ass. You can look, wait. Hold on, hold on. You can look at it from that way. Yes, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what is being said. If you look at both stories side by side, yeah. he's saying there was a relationship. She's saying he took advantage of her in Sochi and stuck it in her hiney. That's what, and, and forcefully and not what she wanted. Yeah. Uh, Debbie says in the Facebook Live suite. She should have gone and got a rape kit. Would uh, would have had the DNA evidence, and, and if it was true, she's making a valid point. But the only thing is, and and this is another thing because this is another thing. Yet again, the unpopular thing. Yet yeah, again, is that when you speak you know? against it, automatically, you're, automatically, you're they're like, "Well, well, you don't know what goes through a rape victim's." But I understand. Mm-hmm. We don't know what went through her we're head. Not women. <laughs> We're not women, nor are we a rape victim. Because no. men get raped too, Joe. That's it right. happens. And, I'm every, just, and yeah. everybody's not telling the truth here. And yeah, no. somebody, that's what I'm saying. There's three sides Try to every to story. Right. There's three sides to every story. There's the truth, and then there's her side and his side. Mm-hmm. Right? There's three sides. Okay? Because they might see each story differently from their own dynamic. If they take their heads out of their own asses, oh, yeah. they might see things a little different. And as such, maybe we'll get our answers. I just thought it was a very interesting sto- story today yeah. where Matt Lauer came out and said... I think he had to. But that's the thing. He also said, I stayed silent for too long. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, I yeah. like the fact that also someone's finally... Because I think there's these allegations, it's very easy to make allegations. We've discussed this on this show. Yet again, not shitting on rape victims. Yeah. Making a point, though... Is I can say anything, and now it's an allegation, oh, sure. and now it's the, now it becomes in the court of public opinion the truth, and now it becomes automatically like Joe just said. Oh, he's a slug. We don't know if he's a slug, well, but yet automatically Joe thinks he's a slug. Well, I don't want to. I, I'm only going by the stories. That's one of my. But that's my, what I'm saying. You're going by the story. That's one of my pet peeves about the. the <laughs> I've always said it. These allegations should not be made public till they're proven. And that's my point. But you're automatically, you're hypocritically shitting on your own point. Well, you bring the subject up. What, what do you think? I tell you what I think. No, I know, but you're shitting on your own point. Your point is that he might not be. 
Unless we have evidence, and then you're calling him a slug. No, I. I that's, that's you. You're kind I'm of going, speaking for America. I'm going by what I'm told, and if I'm told the guy commits murder, uh, and and it's proven, you know, he committed murder, mm. or whatever he did, or whatever. Yeah, but it has to be proven. Well, whatever, you know. It, it, you wouldn't call him a murderer until it's proven, right? You, you have a mind. You think. I you understand. Think. I so understand. As long that, as you have a mind, you can think, and then you can say what you uh, want to say. I'm not saying. Otherwise, don't make it public at all is what I'm saying. Yeah, so nobody but, even knows what to say. Okay, that's true, but then that's my point. My, you're making my point that's for That's my point. My point is don't say anything. Don't even. You, it never happens until it's proven. Okay, but the, the floodgates are now open, and it's now out there. So look, that's yeah, what that's right. it. So like now it's out there. You can say what you want. All right, but let don't, Ricky talk. Don't down. You know, I'm not downplaying rape any of the other stuff. You got to make that any, point. If any of us made it big right now you better believe there'd be some women coming out of the woodwork saying we did all <laughs> oh absolutely enough of and me so forth and so on. i mean no, I, I know all my guys are dead i had women <laughs> grabbing my ass doing all kinds of shit whatever i had a group of women try to rape me before and all kinds of shit so lucky sniff you yeah and then you have joe but, from that perspective but they would right. tell you what yeah. you complain about what you bitching about if, if women were trying to rape you mm-hmm. and all kinds of shit yeah. this and that because nobody's looking at that now see all right here we go wait antonella in the Facebook Live so he brings up very two different points, but mm-hmm. two very smart points. Thankfully, the Me Too movement is long gone. Worst movement in history. No people don't think it's a problem. The media is telling you it's a problem. Very good point. That's my point. That's right. But that's my point, too. That was the same thing we were saying. We were saying, yeah. point blank, the poor, public opinion is telling you that. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. Uh, we it's always our, public uh, opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, we might as well not go to break then, because yeah, what time is so, it now? Yeah. It's, uh, eight, it's 7.57. Three no, minutes. that's not fucking... Don't go by that clock. Well, it's, it's, Holy shit, we tell you this every time. Don't no, go by that clock. That clock's wrong. No, I said it. It's pretty good. No, it's not. What time is it, Ricky? Uh, hold on, hold 758. on. 7.58. 7.58. That's a whole minute, dude. If I go to... Yeah. Not even a minute. Yeah, no, if I go... No, it's a, a minute. <laughs> Seven is a minute before eight, Joe. <laughs> the fuck out. Yeah, you see how... And if I time it out and play commercials, Joe, we will be over. Joe doesn't, some bills. Joe doesn't like to be wrong when he's totally wrong. <laughs> if I play the commercials, we'll fucking be wrong and over. No, but, you don't play the commercials. I'm no, no, saying. then what the fuck do you want me to do? That's all we have. No, I hope somebody rapes your mouth, I tell you. I think we, we need a movement for men. Yes. Because men yeah. are getting fucking dogged now. I said point blank. I, I call it the not me movement. Yeah. Not me. I didn't do it. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> the hashtag not me. I didn't do it. I, I tell I told my sons they went to a dance. Mm-hmm. I said, make sure you ain't dancing on nobody's ass. Yep. Or none of that other bullshit. Next thing you know, they're hollering about each other to do this and rape them and all kind of shit. Yeah, now, that's another thing. You know, you go to a dance, you ask a girl to dance, and what are you going to do? You got to worry if you're holding too close or not close all enough? Kind, yo. Well, that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. Listen, we just took a training. We just took a sexual harassment training course at work. Yep. You can't say or do shit. I don't I, even know how you're going to meet a wife or a husband on a, on a job anymore. You can't say or do nothing. I said man. it's killed. It's killed office romances. Yeah, office romances don't exist. Yeah, you can't tell them their hair look nice. You can't say, oh, that's a nice dress. Yeah. Oh, those are nice shoes. I want to buy those for my wife. 
oh, I was uncomfortable with that when he said something about my shoes and shit. <laughs> you can't do shit. He's got a foot fetish. Yeah, all kinds of bullshit. <laughs> so, right. yo. He like my toes. <laughs> the Antonella, by the way, wants to start the hashtag why not me every yeah. time a hot guy doesn't molest her. She wants to know. <laughs> okay. Very accurate. Yeah. She, has, she has very big boobs, yeah. and she's very beautiful, I and I will try not to molest her, but I'm just saying. Okay. Um, she's in the why not me uh, movement. Yeah, so she's hey. in the why not me movement. Yep. Yeah, but she wants a good-looking guy to do it, not me. <laughs> not you. All right, so we're waiting on Tom McFarlane. The creator of Spawn is uh, going to be calling us on the hotlines. So I want to give him a couple minutes. Oh, he's calling us? He's, yes. Oh. If I was dying, see, this is what I'm saying. Leave the show to me, Joe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Joe's like, answer, like well, let, yeah. let me tell you how to do everything, Eddie. No, Joe, yeah, don't let me give do. me any information. My brother I, Alex going to love it. All right, shut up, because I think this is Tom McFarlane. Hello, is this the Ham Radio Show? Who is this? This is Todd McFarlane. How are you doing today? Yeah. <laughs> the creator of Spawn, as well as That's countless it. other the man, comic books. The book. man and the myth. Damn right, he's an icon. How are you, Todd? How are you doing, sir? Well, we're not a myth. I'm phoning you right now. I'm real. <laughs> he's real. <laughs> he dialed the number. He got through. What the hell, guys? Yeah. Uh, all right, I so... But How are you gentlemen doing today? Uh, we're doing right. great. I have to say, Todd McFarlane, by the way, a, now a Guinness World Record holder. Uh, he has the, uh, what was the exact, uh, what did they write exactly on your uh, your record that you broke? Uh, it, for, the, for the longest running creator-owned comic book ever. There you go. Come on, yeah, round of applause on that. Because this is... Uh, and, Emphasis on creator-owned. So I told that they every at the beginning people were using the word independent, but I go, no, I don't want independent on there because corporations can own independent companies. So I, I want I want creator-owned. Yeah, right. I want I want it to power to the people. That's Damn right. right, that's right. All right, let me tell you one thing about Tom McFarland. Tom McFarland, by the way, I heard this in an interview that you did uh, with Complex Magazine. He considers himself bilingual. Because he can also be thrown into a room like a corporate setting, and actually talk business with everybody. He can he can talk numbers, but he also wants to talk about his art. You know what I mean? But he can do it all. He's like the Swiss Army knife of uh, you know comic books and everything, and, and the industry in general. Because think about this. Also, he's also now going to be directing a major motion picture. All right. Spawn is coming back to theaters. It's going to be with Jamie Foxx. Am I correct as the lead title role? Al Simmons. Yeah, and uh, Jeremy Renner is one of the cops in it. Yep. Oh, so, uh, and 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 look, I've been trying to get this thing off the ground. Uh, you know, I keep saying, "Hey, guys, you're missing it." I think that the audience is ready for dark R-rated comic book material. I, I think know, you yeah. can get serious and do dark R-rated comic book material, not Deadpool. I'm talking serious stuff, and they. They they pushed back. They kept saying, no, no, we think Spawn should be PG-13. I'm going, no, it's going to be dark, it's going to be ugly, and there's not going to be one laugh in the whole movie. And then, this weekend, a movie just did me a giant favor called The Joker. And it just opened up, and it was like, and now every executive I'm hoping in Hollywood is going, oh, my God, we can sell dark, R-rated, serious comic book material, right? we got to go get more of it. And then I'll just come back in this week and next week and go, remember me? I've been saying this for two years, but now you've got money. You've you go. got money data that says that this movie that opened up to just less than $100 million and a quarter and just less than a quarter billion, that's with a B, yeah. billion dollars worldwide on a non-special effects movie, 
you can do it. My budget, my budget's $21 million, which is a $3 million contingency. So the production, the production is $18 million. Surely, surely we can make our money back and we can do half of the Joker, right? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, when, when, when they look at the numbers, they go, well, we got to break even it up about a hundred, 110 million globally. And so my my response is okay. Well, Aquaman did about 1.2 billion. So do you think do you think we can do 93 percent less business than Aquaman? If you think we can do 93 percent less, well, then then at worst we break even and we hit that number that you think that we've got to get global. If we do 93 less than Aquaman. So, and if I do half, if I do half what Joker is, everybody be dancing naked. What are you talking about? Because we'll get a $40 million opening on a $20 million budget. Everybody will be dancing. See what I'm saying? So. It's corporate, Todd. Corporate Todd knows how break it down for everybody. Do you uh, understand? Well, I know. Look, at, look I, I found out, although I'm an artist first, that you just you have to just tell them how they're going to get their money back, right? And then and then you talk to them about the art. Well, so, well that was... The, on the art... On the art side, they sh- they should be doing it anyway because because here's why they should be doing it on the art side. Good because it, because uh, if you if you want to do a comic book movie, ladies and gentlemen, let me break it down for you again. If you want to do a comic book movie and you got a billion dollars and and you're a giant corporation, or you're one of a thousand producers in Hollywood, or you're ABC, NBC, or one of the streamers or one of the cable, so that's about twelve hundred people that are looking for some kind of content in that city. Out of 1,200 people that are searching, everywhere from a small, low-level producer to a multiple companies that are worth billions of dollars, you're going to say, go get me, go get me the, 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 the best available comic book property that's out there. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to look at the top 100 sales, because I'm president of Image Comics. We're the third largest in this nation behind Marvel and DC. We do 70 books, so I see all the numbers. Yep. Of the top of the top 100 books, 96 last month, 96 of them were Marvel and DC. Now that's actually good, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Marvel's owned by Disney; they're not sharing those characters, ladies and gentlemen. And 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 DC's owned by Warner Brothers, and they've never shared those characters. So if you're a billion dollar corporation, you can't even get your hands on Marvel and DC. So you got to take your black sharpie and you got to draw a line through it. So 96 out of the top 100 are gone. That leaves four. Number one is is uh, Walking Dead. It's already been sold. Number two, Spawn. I'm not giving it away right now because nope. I want to. I'm going to get the good deal. Number three, I think, was the Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles, and then Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Those are two pre-existing ones that somebody really owns. So that means you can't even touch a top 100 comic book, even if you got a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. So you have to go. The earliest one you could get, I looked at the list, was about 112. So, so at 112, that's the first time they can get their foot in the door. I'm saying to them, I'll sell, I'll sell you Spawn because it's the only one that's in the top 100. Oh, by the way, last month it was the number one book in the country, mm-hmm. beating out billion-dollar empire. I've got a handful of people that work for me, and I'm beating out billion-dollar corporations well, like Disney and Warner you, Brothers. Todd, so that, that's the I don't you get it. Out. I don't get it. I don't get it, dudes. If you want it, it's thing, this thing's sitting here ahead of all the others. Oh, one more fact. Yeah. This thing opened up to $20, $20 million in 1997 yeah. when ticket prices were 5 bucks. If I get the same amount of people 
and ticket prices are now about 11 bucks a pop. That means that instead of it being a $20 million opening, it will be a $42 million opening, and I'm asking for 20 We will get you 200% of your production money by the time you go to bed on Monday, 72 hours into it. See? Time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Well, so. but this is what, and this is what you knew a long time ago when you, Rob Lionfield, Dan Fragger, Mark Silverstein, uh, whole, uh, Eric Larson, a lot of the comic book greats left Marvel, and you know, and you went over to DC. You told them we're not going to you either. We're starting our own company. And Image yep. Comics was born, and from that, you knew that you guys had the top-selling comics that were out there. You knew that you guys had the cool art that everybody wanted to see. You guys knew, you knew from the beginning that this was going to be a global phenomenon, and that's what you did. You created Spawn Number 1 all the way back in 92 or 93. I don't even remember. No, it was not 92. Spawn, Spawn is the, the, again, they haven't given me that award, but that's, again, his book of world yeah. record, the, the largest selling independent comic book uh, for superhero. So I hold, I hold that record. When I, when I, when, I mean, to tell you who the group of us were, the yeah, last Marvel that went and started Image Comic Books, it was, it was uh, Jim Lee who did the X Men that was the largest selling book that was on a, t- that had a uh, team player Phenomenal and had a writer penciler yeah. in it. The, I, I was doing Spawn. That holds the record for the biggest sell, sales ever for a single issue for a, one creator because I was writing and doing the artwork, so I was the a sole author of it. We have the guy who created Deadpool, the guy who created uh, uh, Cable. I, I, we had we had a hitter. We, uh, the other guy was drawing Guardians of the Galaxy. It was is it was this murderer's role. We all we all left because we wanted to basically go create our own characters. And within three months, we were the number two company. Our six books were outselling every single book that DC was doing. I think they were doing close to 100 titles that month. Our six books were outselling their 100. And, and, I, and uh, I had eventually, them all. eventually, we settled down to number three, and we've been there now for 25 years, 27 27 years since yeah. 1992. For 27 years, we've been the number three company. Yep. And, and I had them all. I had Youngblood, I had Spawn, I had Cyberforce, I had Wetworks. I had all the all the image titles were the ones that appealed to me because it was also an edgier read on a lot right. of the books, and the artwork was what we were longing for. It was the artwork right. that we were like, oh, the same guy that made fucking Deadpool is over here making goddamn Youngblood, right. and I'm going to see right. it. And then Spawn was a phenomenal storyline. Yeah. So you like yeah. re- you, I mean, you definitely shaped my I, childhood, Todd. Yeah, look, I, 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 I co-created Venom, right? So he goes yeah. off, he pops too. So again, there's there. And then we, we, we do other books after we basically get the ball rolling. And all of a sudden, we've got a book called The Walking Dead, right? And The Walking yeah. Dead goes out and eventually, you know, the, the creator of that book, who's now one of the partners at Image Comics, goes and sells it. And that thing blows up, like, bigger than anything. Yeah, right? that's Kirkman, bigger than right? Robert Kirkman. There. So, um, like... Okay, right? You don't, again, there, there are ideas that they have to change. We have 22 of our books that have been optioned and or developed in Hollywood because, like I said, they get locked out of all the Marvel and DC stuff, right? Marvel and DC is doing us a favor because everybody now has to go looking at company number three and down, right? And because we're the next stop, because you can't get Marvel, can't get DC, we're, we're, we're the next stop, we're the third biggest. 
they're phoning all the time. It's a great look. Anybody that's listening to my voice, you got an idea. You think you want to put it in comic book form? Today is the day. As a matter of fact, this window of opportunity may not be here a year from now. It's now. It is, it is a complete seller's market right now. It's not a buyer's market. It's a seller's market because these billion-dollar corporations and all these thousand producers need content on TV, their streaming devices, on YouTube, and in the movie theaters. They need, they need content, and they can't get it from Marvel and DC. No. So if you want comic book material, you've got to get it someplace else. So and supply and put demand. Your idea, yeah, put your, paper, put your idea on paper. Get it down. Eddie, come on, Eddie. You've got a couple good ones. I'm oh, sure shit, you do. Dude, uh, Todd, I would, if I could have a meeting with you, I swear to God I would. I would literally sit here. I have a ton of ideas. Um, but the thing is, like, make it happen. I will totally make it happen. There are there are literally countless fans also that want to jump in and ask a whole bunch of questions. Uh, Robert Rennie in the Facebook live suite wants to know, Todd, you just did New York City Comic Con. What was the love reaction of Spawn? I saw a ton of pictures with you taking. A ton of people were dressed as cosplay with Spawn stuff. Uh, what did, did you feel the Spawn love when you were at Comic Con, Todd? Uh, you know, you know what we, I, 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 you know, we had sort of a coincidental timing that the big 300 anniversary issue, and then 301 that set the the record that actually is on sale today. Right, today is Today's the day. day you can buy you can buy you can buy the record book. So between, you know, New York Comic Con, we're right in between those two books. So yeah, and then with the Guinness uh, presentation. Spawn, Spawn was a little bit of the buzz of the convention on the on the comic book end of it because there's a lot going on at those conventions. Uh, so uh, uh, you know we're, we're getting a bit of a renaissance with the character after you know again like I said it's been 27 years so he's coming back uh, and I think people are getting excited about what we're doing in the book with you know sort of the history making with what's you know hopefully going to happen here with the movie do some cool like I said dark R rated adult creepy movie. And people are going, yeah, he's a badass. Let's get back on the badass bus and 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 have a little bit of fun because, uh, look at I I get I get why people go to the PG thirteen movies and there's lots of fun and they're yeah. spectacle. And if you're eight, ten, twelve, thirteen, they're even super cool. But there's also a giant portion that go uh, of the audience that goes to those movies uh, and probably a bunch that are listening to my voice now yes. that are over the age of 17 that can go to R-rated movies. And I'm going, guys, I, like, I don't, I don't want to do a special effects extravaganza. I just want to do some creepy, dark, messed up movie that when people walk out, they'll just go, that was the craziest shit that i ever seen. Well, like, I don't even know. Like, that was just... That was just crazy, man. <laughs> God, God bless. He's on our side. So, well, that's the uh, thing. That's, it. that's the thing. It, your stories were the thing that keep people, you know, in, enthralled with Spawn. It wasn't just about all this, like the the splashy art and the the super powered stuff. That was great, and you know, making the deal with the devil and the whole coming back and the, everything. Yeah. That was wonderful. But the storyline. Is what kept everybody riveted. That's what kept people still getting the comic riveted for three hundred plus issues for you to be right. a record breaker is because of the story. So a movie, especially a lot of people in the Facebook live suite uh, talking right now, a lot of people, especially Alfred, he wants to know the time frame of the remake, but they can't wait to see the remake of Spawn because it'll be a darker, better R-rated, you know, yeah. 
Fiesta. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even call it a remake. I'd, I'd call it a reinvention, right? I mean, it, it is. It, I'm not. I'm not trying to basically do a complete origin story. As a matter, and and as a matter of fact, the script I wrote, Spawn doesn't even utter one word. He's just a. He's just a shark. He's like the boogeyman in all those good horror movies. Nice. He just comes and he just messes you up. He didn't talk. He didn't tell you why he's there. He's just going to come, and if you're a bad guy, it's just going to be, and you're going to be gone off the screen before you know it. The, the shark's just going to swallow you, right? So, And he's going to make no apologies that it, was, that it was quite violent on the way out the door, right? So he doesn't care. So you want to mess with people. You want to cause innocent people pain. He is more than happy to basically say, I will return the favor of the pain back on you, right? Yeah. So, I, like, he doesn't, he doesn't, he, he, He's not a Boy Scout on any stretch of the imagination, and so to me, it's just I I I want this to just be heavy and harsh, and just have people go, "Woo, good thing he's on our side," because I I don't know that I go for a beer with that guy because I don't trust him, but uh, thank God he's on our side because that guy is going to mess you up, he's right? That guy you is going to mess you up. Uh, Anthony McLeese in the Facebook live stream wants to know, uh, Todd, why doesn't? Uh, why don't you? I'm sorry, I can't, I gotta learn to read. Why don't yep. you do a Netflix series featuring Spawn or any other title that you can think of? We've got it. Uh, I do have a couple ideas uh, that we're pitching to them. Some of them are actually sort of uh, spinoffs of the in, in the from the Spawn mythology, uh, and some of them are, are whole ideas. So. We'll, we'll get there. Here, here's here's what will happen. Like um, you know, all this is just almost predictable. If I can get the movie off the ground, and if it can make the money that I think it will make, then all of a sudden I will turn into a genius overnight to them, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so all of a sudden, all those same ideas that were lame-o to them, mm-hmm. all of a sudden will become, oh, my God, that's great, right? <laughs> so I've got, I've got dozens. I've got dozens of things that I've got teed up. Then I just I've got to get Spawn out the door, and then they're going to ask me for my next three to five ideas, and we'll we'll push those out real quick. And that's the way it normally works. It works the fact like it's always crazy until somebody does it. That's right. Then it's right. like oh, right. shit. This is why, that's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. Joker did me a favor this weekend because like Crazy Man Todd saying that our dark movies with comic books will work. That that's not enough. They need to see it on a spreadsheet, and they just got their numbers. They just got their numbers. The phones have already been ringing this week because yeah. people saw it and they're going, uh, "Is that Spawn thing still available?" Right? Because <laughs> they've got it. They've everybody's got to now search for like-minded material, right? Just like when when Crazy Rich Asians comes out, they've got to come up with ten versions of that sort of material. And if it's a comedy or if it's a uh, you know, a, a kid's cartoon that has, you know, elephants. They, they, they're very good at replicating uh, once somebody shows them that oh, there's a way yeah. of doing something that actually works. It's so. an assembly line thing that they normally do. If one thing works, they just go, hey, can we get the same version? Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hit, and it became like Street Sharks and Biker Mike from yep, uh, Bikes right. from Mars. And it was all yep. just weird animatrophic things. Um, yep. I have a personal question. Uh, you have a legendary, legendary series on HBO called, guess what, Spawn. Uh, and it was yeah. on HBO. Why did that ever go away? Uh, from my perspective, yeah. you know, maybe, 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 maybe you'd get a different answer. But from my perspective, uh, it, was, it was on HBO. We came on on Fridays. We won two Emmys in the three seasons. We won a couple Emmys. Yeah. Um, the, uh, 
So it was well received. People still to this day, just like you, talk to me about it. It's an and that was show. that was that was that was R rated. That was harsh, if you remember. Yeah. It had every single warning. But remember, before it started, there was the five warnings, right? Yeah. It was like drugs and violence and nudity, nudity and whatever, yeah. like everything, every every possible warning on there, and and it still worked. And plus, it came out at midnight, which is a cool time. Um, but we. Uh, HBO had started an animation uh, studio, and I believe at that time they 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 started with like five shows. Okay, Spawn was one of them, and then and then as each one of them didn't perform and or failed, then what they do accounting wise is they just move the budget and the overhead of the failed one onto the budgets of the existing ones. Right? Yeah. So all of a sudden. There was five, and then four, three, two, one, and pretty soon mine was the only show that was still standing, and I was getting numbers put on my budget that I had nothing to do because of the failings of some other show. So my budget, quote-unquote, had doubled, even though I didn't get twice the money, but on paper my budget had doubled. And so they do this math where they go, hey, you know, the number of people watching it per dollar and 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 I and I go why why do I got to pay the sin of the of the shows that basically didn't work? Yeah, I'm but it's succeeding. Just, why it's do just I? How, it's just, it's just how accounting goes, right? They it just it just they have systems in accounting, so it was. If those other my guess is those other shows were successful. Spawn yeah. would have had a nice, healthy, long run because I would have had the budget they were all comfortable with. Sure. So. It, 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 what is crazy about Todd's career? By the way, we're talking to Todd McFarlane, comic book icon, uh, creator of Spawn, Guinness uh, World Record holder, as well as now we just found out Emmy winner uh, as well. Um, and Grammy. And I got Grammy. Grammy too. He's almost got the EGOT. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah, getting yeah. close to the EGOT. Um, yeah. Todd, your career literally, it, it could be summed up in like what we just talked about where you said if – well, we were saying that if if before somebody does it, it's crazy, but when you when someone actually does it and establishes it as not crazy, it works, and everyone else goes, "Oh, Todd's a genius." Perfect example was your because I, I I literally have done my research because I'm a huge fan, and I I remember you talking and having a philosophy that you just wanted to make things sexier and cooler with like Spider Man, for instance. And they again, you know, we haven't even touched on. I own a toy company. Yes, I've been and, for, and, and so toys. The, right, so that was just looking at the toys and going. I think we, you know, when I started 25 years ago, saying I, I think we can make toys cooler. Right, the toys yeah. were out in the marketplace were were were, were quasi pathetic to to my artistic eye, to my collecting eye. Yeah. and I just go. I think I think there's a way to do this better, and we. You know, although the big Fortune 500 companies basically said, Todd, little boy, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And and let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, making plastic items is not complicated, right? They Companies always want you to think that what they're doing is complicated. Making plastic figures is not a complicated thing. Um, the, the, you know, your, your your biggest hurdle is just trying to get them on shelf. But once we got them on shelf... Then they did what I thought they do, which is sell, because people went, oh, my God, those are pretty cool, and yeah. it's a fair price. And even though I didn't have, uh, you know, Marvel or DC or Star Wars or any of the big brands, that people could see that they were getting a quality product at a fair price and, and way more plastic. I gave them way more plastic in, in detail. 
and and people said, okay, cool. And now fast forward 25, and there's probably two dozen companies that did that do what I did, you know, and I started to do a couple of years ago. So now there's there's hundreds and hundreds of cool looking figures out there. Where when I started, I bet there was four that I would have collected at best. Yeah. And now there's there's hundreds of them out there. But the same thing, they said, you can't do this. Who's going to come? Why would older people want to buy you know this kind of product? And and so I, I I've constantly had to spend my own time and effort and money and money. Uh, yeah. I just go well, then I'll just start my own company and I'll just do it. And if I fail, then it's on my own merits. And uh, and and so here we go. I I I wish I had all the money to to do the movie because I would just go and film it myself. But I don't. So now you have to make sure that the people who are putting in money, you know, feel comfortable that they're going to get their money back out. Uh, but, but you're right until somebody shows them that it's successful and, and, and there's the success part of it. And there's, there's where I go back to use the word bilingual that, that when you're walking in a room with business people, the reason you have to have a certain level of success is not because you want to get rich and famous. Although if that happens, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Yeah, cool, whatever. But that's not, that's not the goal. The goal is to just do good art. And if you do good art, I think the byproduct of it is that it just sells, right? So what happens in business is people go, we want to make a million bucks. What kind of art do we want to do? I actually look at it the opposite. If I do good art, the million dollars will come. Um, and so, so, so what they, they do is they go, Todd, it's not going to work. You can't do this. You can't do that. And then, and then I go, well, I'll spend my own time and effort and money on it. Don't worry about it. And then you go and show them. And then all of a sudden they go, ah, and then they have the big giant machines that can replicate it way better than I can. And then they steamroll over you at some point. Although we're still in Walmart and Target. So it's not like the big giants, you know, at times people ask, like, Todd, when you take on the big giants, Marvel, DC, whatever, uh, Hasbro, Mattel, uh, you know, like, you know, what, what kind of dent do you try to make in them? And, you know, and, and, and my answer is like, I, I look at, I'm, I'm David. They're the Goliath. They're not only, they're a hundred feet tall, they're a thousand feet tall. They've got the billions. They've got the, the marketing. They've got the people. They've got the power. They've got the shelf space. They've got everything, right? The question isn't how does little tiny minuscule little David do anything to det- that's detrimental to the big corporations, the, the, the Goliath. The bigger question is, how can the giants not kill David? You You're a thousand times bigger than me. You got a million times more money. You got way more reach than I do. How is it that in 25 years you guys can't squish me? And the answer is, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever going to go to war, and I war every single day of my life, if you're ever going to go to war, find the weakness of your enemy. And here's the weakness of big corporations. I'm going to make it simple. The weakness of a big corporation is they're big. And when they're big, yep. they move slow. They move slow. Big moves slow. Just If you don't believe me, watch football. They put the biggest guys on the line. Right, the wide receivers are off to the side. They run downfield. The big guys don't run downfield. So I'm just a wide receiver, and they're offensive linemen. I can run circles around them. They're not fast enough to put me out of business. So I can make decisions artistically. I can sit with retailers at stores, uh, has, or at uh, Walmart and Target. We can have a discussion. We can come up with an idea. I can go back to my office, and within 48 hours, if we can do it. 
I'm not saying we can do everything, but if we can do it, we begin in 48 hours to actually start literally doing the projection and the, and the, and the, and the actual product itself. We start actually doing the development of it within 48 hours. The big company, if you come up with a big idea, will take two weeks to be able to coordinate enough people to come to the meeting to even ask the question <laughs> as to whether true. they can even do what it is that I'm already two weeks into doing. Todd's and that's, that's mm-hmm. the value. That's the value that I bring is that, is that small companies are way, way, way more nimble. And one more thing, ladies and gentlemen, yes, change will always come from the outside. It never comes from the inside. Right so on. just ask, right ask IBM why they didn't create the iPhone. Right. Right? Right it, was some guy, it was some guy in a garage that created the iPhone, oh not IBM, right? So. All right, so we got McFarland Toys because we got to wrap this up. McFarland Toys for all your fucking outstanding action figures and everything else you need that. Spawn 301 out today. He is the man. He is not just a myth because he's on the phone right now. Okay. He is a legend, though. He is an Emmy winner, a Grammy winner, and an, he holds the world record. He is, without question, he is Todd McFarlane. He is legend. And he's also very smart. And, Todd, on a personal note, it is an honor for me to have you on my show. You are definitely somebody that I have learned a lot from, whether you know it or not. I have sat under the learning tree of you, and let me tell you, I've learned a lot, sir, and I want to thank you personally from me to you. All right, Eddie, I appreciate you giving me the time today. It's always a pleasure to be able to talk to good people. Absolutely. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause, Tom McFarland. Thank you, sir, for being on the show. All right, you guys do well. Thank you, sir. Tom McFarland is an outstanding man. Uh, knows his shit. I told you, he knows his shit. No, very very impressive, very he, he, he made a poignant point, and yeah. I always tell people when you when you're creating art, if mm-hmm. you're doing it for the money, you'll fail. Absolutely, yeah, yeah it's true. All it, right. you have to love what you're doing. Joe, save that thought. We're going to take a break because we have Go to love what we're doing a little bit for our own shit. We're going to take that. a break. <laughs> when we come back, we got Alex Jet on the show. It's the Hammer Radio Show. We'll be right back after these words. <laughs> The bloody hell do you think you're doing? You hold the key to Earth's survival. I made a big poop. If that isn't an insult, I don't know what is. The Unfiltered Radio Network, hamradioshow.com. EE Publications has proudly been serving the adult nightclub industry for over 20 years with news and resources for the strip clubs and exotic dancers. Visit edpublications.com to find out more about their yearly ED Expo convention and awards, magazine subscription, and advertising offers. Tootsie's Cabaret, located at 150 Northwest 183rd Street in Miami Gardens, Florida, is a 74,000-square-foot mega club with a 20,000-square-foot sports bar showing all major sporting and pay-per-view events. Tootsie's was voted the number one adult nightclub in 2012 and features full liquor bars and a full restaurant. Open seven days a week, 365 days a year. Missed an episode on the Ham Radio Show? Not to worry. You can download the latest episode, as well as past shows, on hamradioshow.com. Go to hamradioshow.com and click on the downloads link. Come live the vivid experience in one of the hottest clubs in America and enjoy the best in adult entertainment. Party with the sexiest dancers and surround yourself with the most beautiful girls. Relax in an upscale atmosphere and enjoy the variety of first-class amenities our various clubs have to offer. 
Enjoy exclusive events and special promotions. Live radio broadcasts and celebrity guest appearances. The hottest clubs from the name you know. Vivid Clubs comes in the night of your life. Religion Tequila, the world's finest premium 100% organic tequila. Using only the purest organic ingredients and time-tested distillation process to create a true reflection of our commitment and collaboration with nature. Journey to purity and perfection with Religion Tequila. Our vision, our devotion, our religion. 100% organic handcrafted tequila by Religion Tequila. Visit them on the web at religiontequila.com. That's religiontequila.com. Follow us, but not too close, on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash ham radio show. On Demand Salon, ondemandsalon.com. Professional door-to-door hair and makeup services. Let the salon come to you. Whether you're getting a blowout, blow over two, blow over three. Hell, bring in a blowout of four. It doesn't matter. Cut in style for special events, weddings, or whatever you need. On ondemandsalon.com. That's ondemandsalon.com. Prices and booking, 866-250-4145. That's 866-250-4145. On Demand Salon. On Demand Salon.com. This is Walter Brown, guys, and that's the way it is. Ham Radio. Ham Radio. Ham Radio. Uniquely on Unique. I'm still on a high from uh, Topic Forlan. Oh, yeah, great guy. Being on the show, 718-577-1389. Let's go get our second guest. Down. Hold on, baby. He's coming. He's coming. Alex uh, Jett. I hope I'll be singing that song tonight. Yeah, right. All right, let's get Alex on the phone. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm looking for Alex Jet. He has a giant penis. Is that you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's me. Welcome to him. Well, round of applause. What was cute, though, about it is was I think he looked down to see if he had a giant dick. Oh, yeah, to make sure. He had to look and see if he had a giant right, penis. Right, I, I, exactly. I had to be 100% confident on that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that you're 100% confident <laughs> on that, sir. God damn. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So Alex, uh, Alex Jet, a.k.a. Porn's White Knight, White Knight, a.k.a. the boy next door, uh, is living the life. Yep. He's living the life that everyone, uh, trust me, he's doing the, the, the genre of movies that I love. I love the, the stepmom, MILF, uh, you know, like all the, the, the ant. That needs a good fucking, you know, like, oh, he's doing those movies. Grandma. The grandma. Pretty much, yeah. Keep, keep your uh, family members away from me. Damn right. Okay. Because, like, I saw, I was, uh, somebody gave me a clip, and I'm watching it. It was, yet again, the same setup that's in normal. But for some odd reason, it was somewhat believable when Alex did it. It was something about <laughs> that Alex had no money. And needed to get money from something. So the stepmom is asking him. He shows an empty wallet. And then next thing you know, she calls him back to the couch and starts rubbing up, you know, rubbing up on him. Of course. Of course, feels the giant cock. Knows (laughs) that this kid is something special. 
And then, of course, the next, the next, the next clip is he's already eating her out. It's a exactly. I'm irresistible. And that's the thing. Like, it should always be that fast. Well, that, I want to ask you, Alex. When did you? Because we were talking about this off air. When did you know that you had a giant cock? Like, when did you know? Like, because when you're uh, a kid, you don't know shit. No, it was it was pretty early. I mean, um, I I met my pretty much very first girlfriend at a at a party, and I was drunk, and uh, we ended up fucking. And uh, yeah, that's how I lost my virginity. And she's like, "Holy shit, that thing is fucking huge!" And I'm like, "Really?" I mean, I I, I always felt like it kind of looked small. Uh, and, oh fuck uh, yeah. you, Alex! So <laughs> turns out I, I, it was a happy surprise for me. <laughs> yeah, speaking as the guys yeah. with the the average cocks in the room, <laughs> fuck you, Alex. How about that? Yeah, big dick right. dudes. I see. I think my cock is small. Yeah, big dick dudes usually think their cock is small. Well, then, then I, then you know what? I think my cock is small. Therefore, I must have a huge giant cock. I kept the tape measure. There you go. Bed. There you go. No, because like when you literally. So, how old were you when you lost your virginity? What are we talking here? I was eighteen. All right, so he's eighteen, yeah, 18. years old. Loses the virginity, and think about it, if you have a giant cock, that's pretty late in life yeah, really. to lose, because you think about it, you have a giant cock, he doesn't think it's giant. Yeah, what's going yeah. around? Yeah. usually your mother's <laughs> friends are trying to fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, has it? Well, I mean, you, you see my, you see my point, I'm, I'm kind of like a, a smaller guy, um, I'm, I'm short, I'm like really slim, I'm basically like a, a gamer nerd. Yeah. And so like, uh, for, for me, it was like, I, I never thought I, I never tried to hook up with anyone or anything like that, and uh, yeah, but when, those, when it finally happened, it was it was kind of mind blowing for me. But those are the guys that have the big cocks. That's the thing. Like, uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> hold on, ladies. Here's your little secret: <laughs> the guys that are literally skinny fucks, yeah. they have nothing but cock. Really? That's what they have. Like Danny, yeah, they all dick. Danny, that used that oh, used yeah. to be on our show, uh, and he's, Conda, he used yeah. to get mad with me because I I saw his cock more than once, and let me tell you. The thing was monstrous compared to, like, mine. The thing was, like, monstrous. I used to feed it apples. It was huge. Oh, I'm telling you. But that's the thing. Like, these skinny Smile fucks have giant penises, like an, like Alex Jett over here, who's mm -hmm. banging all the hot chicks in porn and everything. He's, yeah. he's having a great day. Lucky him. Now, in life, did that ever happen, though? <laughs> have, you, have you had that scenario where somebody, like... Like like uh, Ricky was saying, uh, the slickster over here was saying that uh, you know uh, not family members because that's kind of taboo, but like uh, friend, <laughs> like your mom's hot friend, which is also a porn fucking thing. Uh, has that ever happened to you where you uh, you know somebody was like, oh, I want, maybe I want to see it, and they've done stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. Of I mean, course. yeah, actually, uh, when I when I first uh, moved out to to Vegas when I started my porn career. Um, I had a, uh, a roommate who was female and, uh, she was, she was like my landlord. I saw this, this actually, this scenario of not having money, uh, almost pretty much happened. Um, and, uh, she knew I was doing, she knew I was doing porn and, uh, she just didn't know my, my name or anything like that. And then one day she was, uh, asking me, she's like, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to see your, your dick, you know, it must be pretty big. I'm like, all right. And I, I broke it out and she's like, holy shit. All right, let's go back to my room. You're going to fuck me. And, uh, so yeah. <laughs> he took it out in shifts. <laughs> His dick is so big, it, it came out in shifts. The, the question was, did she, was she able to take it? Yeah, did she take the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did. She was a whore. It was, uh, it was great. <laughs> she was a trooper. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so how, how big are you, like, flaccid, and how big are you hard? Okay, so, uh, flaccid, I'd say about, like, 
uh, three and a half inches. So it's not, it's not anything that's like huge, but, uh, hard. I'm, I'm over eight inches. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. He jumps five inches. Think about that. That's, that's, that's slinky, you go three. Man. That's, that's what I'm saying. Slinky. But you go three. If you're three and a half inches, which is I think me hard. If you go three inches, and then you get fucking you get you gain an extra five inches when you get turned on. That's fucking incredible. Yeah, I don't that's know a my, gift. Yeah, that's a that, superpower. Yo, but that's how it is. <laughs> if he wasn't doing porn, he yeah, would I be could, wasting. I could do porn it. or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You'd be wasting it if you didn't do porn. It only matters when it's hard, bro. No, I know that, but still, (laughs) even that, though, he's a good-looking dude, first off. He's in shape, all right? He's got a giant pecker. Uh, Let's be fucking honest. The kid was not going to not go far in life. He would have at least had one hell of an awesome sex life, even if he wasn't doing porn, because he, he has everything else is going for him. He's not an ugly dude. He's got a giant penis. He's in shape because he's not really, there's no fat on this fucking kid, except if you count his dick. <laughs> so, I mean, like, literally, he would have had a great, normal life. And, he, and at one point, he was living in Vegas. Hey. I mean, come on. That's the dick slinging capital of the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, he wouldn't have had a bad life. I'm just saying. Uh, all right. So, cause I'm, cause literally I'm starting to think of how horrible my dick is and how horrible my life is when in comparison. You know. There's well, like I, a, a correlation there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. I'm going to go shoot myself after the show now. Um, yeah, you want to hear a chick, sc- <laughs> you want to hear a chick scream without having to hit in the head with a rock. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. Um, but yeah, no, cause I, cause I, cause I'm just imagining like, think about like, think about also on the porn set. Because then you get, like, some of these chicks who have seen, like, they think they've seen everything. And then this kid whips out this fucking giant fucking eight-inch cock. Like, it starts out as nothing and then becomes eight inches. I mean, it's got to be a thrill for the women that are also working with them. Like, what are some of the, who are some of the names that you've worked with? I mean, I've worked with uh, quite a number of really big uh, performers, like... Um... Let's see, Katrina Jade, Karma RX, Emily Willis, um, Alexis Fox. Uh, I mean, these, these are all people who are like a, A-list performers. Yeah. Uh, Allura Jensen. Now, did you? Did, now, did you? Because you have a giant penis, automatically get thrusted into the A-list porn pool, or were you like? Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Not at all. I mean, that's that's like uh, a common misconception in, in porn. It's just because you have a big dick, it, it doesn't mean you're gonna you're gonna do well in porn. Well, tell um, me about most it. guys can't. <laughs> yeah, most most guys, uh, male talent can't even stay hard. So I mean, uh, it, it doesn't matter like how in shape you are, how good you look, um, or how big your dick is. If you can't even get it hard on camera, oh yeah, um, that's like the the number one hurdle. Yeah, but what we hear all the time from the women that work in porn is they're like they just want to go to lunch. Like that's the thing. They're on a set. They just want to go to lunch. They want to go to craft service and eat a fucking uh, eat some uh, vegetables or whatever they're gonna eat. And they're like, "Well, can this guy come already? I'm trying to get there. It's never vegetables. They got a carbo load when they're on there. I, I don't because that's the thing. Like it's a regular. That's the other misconception I think that people have. It's a regular movie set. You're shooting. An actual thing that's you know happening. It's not like you're just going, "Hey, we're gonna make a fuck film." No, it's a real thing. Yep. You have to go in there and actually do stuff. So, if the talent doesn't, if he, if he's like a fucking windsock when he's on camera, the thing's not yep. gonna be great. How great, by the way, Alex? Do you need a fluffer? 
Uh, actually, that's another thing. Uh, I've only ever had a fluffer once. That was uh, on a shoot with Riley Reed that uh, she put together, um, and it was like a, it was a gangbang for her 28th birthday. And uh, she's like, uh, we we uh, me and a friend walk in there, and she's like, oh, here's here's your fluffer, and it's this uh, you know hot friend of hers. I'm like, oh, that's that's a funny joke. She's like, no, really, she's gonna suck all your dicks before you come in and fuck me. Aww. I'm like, all right, and uh, so that's that's the only time I've ever had a fluffer. <laughs> Lucky bad. He goes, that's the only yeah. time. You lucky son oh, of a bitch. Yeah, lucky bad. Yeah, I, want, right, I, want, right. I want a fluffer. Yeah. As... Jesus. I'll take a fluff. Yeah, I don't even need, I don't, I, like if I have it once, that's different. If you have it more than once, it's that's their normal job. But do you automatically, just, right. do you automatically, Alex, do you automatically just get hard? Is that like your normal, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you go, oh, yeah, okay, there's a hot chick and I'm fucking uh, yeah, hard. Yeah, it's, it's like well, yeah, when it's ready to go, I'm ready to go. Because usually, um, there's a lot of a lot of acting and stuff like that. Um, and and so like like I worked for Pure Taboo. Uh, I think it was like last week, and uh, I got there at at uh, twelve. We did acting until about six p.m. and then we fucked for maybe forty five minutes to an hour, and the day was done. So right, I mean, uh, there's there's a lot of acting before you even get to fucking in in uh, scenes for certain companies. All right, so take me through this. You're working for Pure Taboo. Take me through the scene. Mm-hmm. What's the scene? What was the storyline of the? the oh, geez, we, I don't know yeah. how much I I can go into it because I, I literally just shot it. But uh, I was um, it, where I usually play a, a very meek or nervous character. I was like a um, uh, a really creepy, um, aggressive uh, kind of sociopath almost. <laughs> nice. What were you like a stepson, yeah, yeah. or were you like a stepson, a stepbrother? Or what were you? Oh yeah, step, stepson, of course. Yeah, I gotta have the yeah, and it was uh, a, a milf talent. Um, Mona Wales actually was the uh, was the female Mona, talent. And, Mona Wales. Oh, these names are amazing. Mona Wales. Well, I know, right? That's outstanding. <laughs> See, the question I want to ask. Ask him. Look. How do you hold that nut for 45 minutes, man? I'm still trying to figure this shit out. Well, it's got to travel a lot longer. I mean, do, do, do you think of basketball or some actually, shit? Or, you know, is it some ointment or some shit you put on your dick? What? Well, I'd like to know about that. Yes, yeah. we need to. Oh, need no. Some. No, I mean, just uh, in, in my personal life, even when I was fucking uh, before I was talent, um, I mean, I, I just don't like coming because then, like, after you come, you know, you lose your sex drive. Yeah. It's kind of like you want to just roll over and go to sleep. So it's like I I, would, I just want to keep going going going. It's like all right now it's time to come. Like God damn it the the you know the day's done. So uh, I I can I can wait as long as I have to. Um another one for uh, Bedoink uh, VR. I uh, was doing a scene for them, and it was probably I mean because we fucked pretty much the entire time off camera too. I would say I, I had sex with the female talent for around four and a half or five hours Jeez. before I actually came. Wow. So, yeah, because we were fucking more off camera than on. Alex, we're all family here. We yeah. need to discuss something for a minute. You're a young man. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. a young man with an eight-inch penis. Hold on. By the way, we're talking to Alex Jett. Yes, sir. Uh, Alex Jett, triple X on Twitter if you need to get a hold of him and ask him this question, the same question I'm about to ask him. How the fuck do you hold, like, literally, because I have not, not a premature ejaculation thing, but if, the, if, if, I, if, I'm with, if I'm with a hot chick, and we're fucking, or even even if I'm jerking off, even if I'm jerking off, I I tend to come quick if I get like over not overly excited, yeah. but like if I get really yeah. turned on or some shit, I'm gonna come. I know I'm gonna come. I try to hold it in. I do the start stop method, the whole thing. But I gotta ask, 
How do you hold your nut? That was four to five hours, you yeah, just said. You. you can't just gloss over oh, that. Yeah. yeah, how do you hold it? So what do you do? Is there some kind of tantric sex? Are you praying to Buddha? What are you doing? He's a professional. Yeah, I know. He's a talent. <laughs> oh, he, he is nothing, a talent. Not. I mean, really, I wish I wish there was some secret. I just, like I said, like, uh, I just don't like to come. So it's like I, I can I can bring myself right to the edge and then just, like, cycle back off of it. Just, I mean, I, there's nothing I really do. It's not like I stop or anything like that. I just decide right. not to come. I, I mean, it's is the only way I can really describe it. Wait, wait so when you, <laughs> wait, hold on. When you say that you don't like to come, do you get, like, angry at your dick? Like, you're like, you're not going to come right now. God damn it. You're was, not gonna come. <laughs> no, not nothing like that at all. I mean, just that uh, you know, you know how it is. After after a guy comes, it's like, oh, I just want to lay down. It's like, uh, yeah, it was it was nice seeing you uh, here. Here's the door or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, <laughs> for me, it, it, it's like it, as long as I, I can prolong that that uh, inevitability, which is after I come, I'm just wanting to you know go home and take a nap. Uh, it's great for me. So I mean, What's... I'll just I'll just keep going, going, going. I, I have no desire to come at all. Jesus. First of a round of applause yeah, for that, because that's, that's a gift. That's got to be a gift. <laughs> that's a fucking that's gift. A gift. There's no two ways about that. That's I'd a say, gift. I done tried everything. Rubber bands, staplers, <laughs> nose plugs. You know what I'm saying? I tried all kinds of shit. Whatever works, you brother. Know? Holy shit. Damn, like, five hours, man. I've come on my way to the bed. Yes. <laughs> I, I agree. I don't get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, and I've tried everything. I've done the, the when you stand up. Because supposedly it makes you it takes you longer to come, all that stuff. Like and I and, and li- like literally, this man was but Alex Jet was built for porn. Oh yeah, an eight inch cock. He fucking he can take fucking six hours till he comes oh. if he chooses to. The guy's a fucking he's a he's a dick ninja. That's what he is. There's no choice <laughs> about it. A ninja, a dick awesome, ninja. Bro. That's what he is. Oh, he's shit, a ninja. He's a samurai with a fucking it, giant schlong. If I do doggy style, it takes me a while. Yeah. But if I do straight up on top. You be missionary like that? Man, the shit's over before the commercial's over. <laughs> wow. All right, so wait a minute. Yeah. Then, then, then that's a good question to ask Alex. Alex, do, do positions matter to you? And, and like, if you're going to come, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, does, like, doggy make it harder for you to come? Or does pile driver or whatever? Because you're an, you got an eight inch cock, you can pretty much do anything you want. But like, is, are there, is there like a particular position that fucks you up? Uh, there, there's one position. Uh, we we call it lazy doggy. It's when uh, a girl lays down like completely flat and prone, and then uh, on her stomach, and then you kind of spread spread her ass cheeks, and you stick her, your dick in her vagina. And so if you're fucking like that, if you, if you can get like, um, how that is, it's kind of like laid, laid down doggy yeah. it's, it, like that. Sure. Shit. Anything for some reason, I think it's like the pressure, uh, and, and just the angle of it all. It'll put me right on the edge. So fucking quick. And there's actually a couple scenes. Anytime you see me do that, uh, position probably once during it, I'll have to pull out and jerk off for like two seconds just to, to bring my edge down and then keep fucking because like uh there's just there's something about that at least at least for me um and i know actually uh uh the, the male talent w- wouldn't appreciate a shout out for this but he's a friend of mine uh he actually is, is a longtime veteran and popped early in that position uh with someone and, and this is a guy with years and years of experience and so the the fact that it, that it, that even happened with him uh, it, it doesn't make me feel so bad if I'm like having to like slow it down or something in, in lazy doggy because uh, that, that's definitely a good one. 
Yeah, that's how I met my ex girlfriend. <laughs> I, I was the I was the lazy doggy, yeah. and she was sticking it in. Yeah. Oh. What are you gonna do? You get, sometimes you gotta wake up the dog. You have to give him the bone. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I'm just what I'm saying is is just it's a remarkable superpower. I know that Carla wants to call in, but if we're talking, by the way, Carla, to uh, Alex Jet here, mm-hmm. uh, if you have a question or a comment or you want to say something, please leave it to Carla Force, who's dying to be in porn, and we want to get her into the porno business. She's gorgeous. I mean, she's a good-looking broad. She wants to be in the in the porno business. Now, Now she and you would make a great little scene. I don't think it wouldn't be. Oh, yeah. She's, ba- she's like, can I call in? No, because I'm talking to Alex Jet about my ejaculation problem sure. and the fact that he doesn't have any. That's <laughs> the fucking problem. He has none. He has no problems, this kid. He has a giant penis, good looking, in porn as a job. He doesn't have any problems in his life. That's it. That's the... Even if he had a coke problem and he, and he punched a baby, he would have a better day than every year. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's oh, having, man, that's great. Yeah, he's having a great time, is what yeah. I'm saying. Well, you guys have a lot in common, you know, you... And what he gets paid for it, and you gotta pay for it. Damn yeah. right. That's why I say I, 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 I always I always say I'm bisexual. That's right. B U Y. That's right. I gotta buy it. Yeah. Uh, how much is that? Yeah, how much? That that's another thing. Here's a little side thing. Why not we we ask uh, Alex? Alex, do women ever offer to pay you? To see it, touch it, do stuff to it, like on the side, not oh, at work, private life, in your private life, oh, dude. Yeah. Has that ever happened? <laughs> no, I, I can't say that it has. Um, I mean, it's it's interesting because I'm still just kind of uh, I'm I'm relatively new as male talent, so uh, I've I've really only been doing it since uh, <laughs> uh, seriously full time around November of of last year. So um, I, I guess I'm not well known enough uh, known for something like that to happen. Um, uh, but I mean, I, I don't know. It, it might someday. <laughs> yeah. Talk to Ron Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Ron shows it all the time. All whether the you, time. Whether you want to see it or all not. <laughs> Here's my dick. Here's my dick. Here's uh, a corker. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy world that Alex, uh, Jet comes from. It's a crazy life, man. It's the porn world. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's gotta be, how, how great is it to wake up and know, like, I'm going to wake up. You know, like most of us, we have to go to our dead-end jobs or whatever. He wakes up. He's in the shower. He's washing his eight-inch cock. got to go to work today. He's eating his cereal. He probably (laughs) eats some Cocoa Pebbles because he's like a kid. You know, he's eating all the stuff. He gets on his little tricycle. He rides down to work. And uh, I'm going to do this scene where I fuck my aunt. Okay. Okay. Sounds great to me. You know, you're not wrong about any of that, honestly. <laughs> He's like, I eat, I, I eat, I eat uh, cinnamon toast crunch, asshole. Oh, I don't yeah. eat the cocoa pebble. <laughs> Has there ever, asshole, oh, would there ever be a scenario that you wouldn't do? Because I, I see me, if I literally had that life, if I had the eight inch cock, if I had the body, if I had the whole thing, see, I got the mind. I have the mind of a yeah, porn star. Yeah. All right, I don't have the body that matches, yeah, but I got the mind of a porn star. If I literally had the body, I think that there would be nothing that would sway me. Like, even if they were like, all right, in this scene, you're going to fuck your sister and then uh, have the dog lick your balls. Okay, let's go. (laughs) And I'm going. Because what the fuck, I'm a porn star at that point. I don't care. Is there any scenario that you would say no to, Alex? What kind of dog? (laughs) 
I mean, <laughs> right. uh, no, I mean, I, I haven't, um, uh, since I do basically mainstream porn, uh, for mainstream companies, I, I've never had a weird scenario involving animals or something like that. Right, that so I get that's about where I draw the line. All right. <laughs> but All otherwise, right. I mean, like the, the thing is I'm, I'm an actor more than anything else. Um, uh, most, most of what I do on a porn set in, in a given day is acting. So uh, if I got to talk about fucking my mom or my sister or something like that, you know, of, of course, with the caveat of, of step, uh, it, it just it doesn't bother me. I'm just playing a character, you know. There you go. See, that's the thing. I think that I, I even think it throws off the porn stars, though, because you hear what he just said, the caveat. It's got to have the word step in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't be like, because there's a lot of those. There's a lot. Trust me. And I've jerked off to a few of them. Uh, and by a few of them, I mean probably all of them. Uh, the movies like where it's, they start to go like, all right, so wait, you have your dick in your hand and you're watching the movie. And then when you, when you clicked on it, it said stepmom seduces stepson. Okay. So you're like, okay, this is hot. I'm going to jerk off to this. And you start jerking off. You start the process anyway of jerking off. All right. And then she starts telling you in the, the character in the movie that she's your actual mom. <laughs> and you came at like, like, I swear to God, I once heard the line. I you swear to fuck. God. You sick I, fuck. Wait, wait, I actually heard the line once. You came out of this cunt. Why don't you go back in it? I swear to God, that was a line in the movie. That's, that's fantastic. I'll, I'll have to say it in one of my future ones. <laughs> I swear to God, it was like the one she goes, you, you came out of this cunt. You have to go back in it. And she and he fucks his mom in the story, and then I'm halfway jerking at this point, and I in, in my brain, my brain's going, they're not related, they're not related, they're not related, and I finished because it's a. But I would think like when you're shooting a movie, I mean, you have to be a really good actor to shoot a movie where where it's like, well, today you're gonna fuck your mom and your aunt. Okay, sure, I'm down. Uh, you have to be able to do it. That's that's the only thing. That's the only thing. The only caveat to me. Yeah, sick shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm into. I'm in the weird. Ch- I like the ones where they where they jerk off in the parking lot, and the girl comes by, and she goes, "I'm not gonna look," and then she's ended up blowing them by the end of it. <laughs> that's good shit. Yeah, that's good shit. But I'm just saying. I'm in. We the all weird. wish we was in the parking lot. Oh, now. Fuck. Oh, that's the shit. Yeah, but then when you try to stroke your own dick in the parking lot, people call the cops. I know. It fucking ruins it for everybody. That, that's business, why we man. said we hope. Yeah. You know, we. <laughs> Excuse me, there's a, there's a guy named Alex Jett in the parking lot with his eight inch penis yeah. and he's jerking off. Yeah. I, knew, I knew it was him because yeah, I. That would probably be a call the cops moment. Yeah. I saw him in a movie once. I knew it was him. That's a great excuse. I'm making a movie. I'm making a porn, you know. It's all right. I'm making a movie. I'm Facebook living it. (laughs) You see a gay gay guy in a police uniform. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Like uh, Eddie Murphy. Pull over! Get around that rest. Pull over! Get around that rest for a lethal weapon. Oh, Jesus. All right, Alex, (laughs) tell the people where they can see you, buddy. Come on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at AlexJetXXX, or you can go to my website, AlexJet.com. And uh, in both cases, that's Jet with two Ts. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I have weekly updates on my site. Um, you can uh, just Google my name to see all my porn I've done for all kinds of studios. And, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty prolific. He is pretty prolific. He is. 
We can see it. <laughs> just, just, just hang the shit out the window. Yeah. <laughs> I can see your shit you from here. You got to do all that. Shit, you got to do all that. Hang it out the window, there man. You, you should tie a flag to it and we can all salute. Yeah. <laughs> Go fishing. Go fishing. <laughs> Go fishing. You got a pole. Uh, what's the right? Just what's the name of the uh, of the next movie you have coming out? Oh man, I uh, I don't even know yet. Um, uh, a lot of the stuff I've shot um, uh, isn't even out. I mean, I've I've shot a hundred and I think forty one scenes Jesus. right now, and uh, on yeah, on, on my credits I only have seventy five. So, I mean, uh, anything could come out. I mean, you never know what you're going to see next. Me fucking my teacher, me fucking my mom, my sister. Um, any of those could come out. Everybody, everybody yeah. but the family dog. Yeah, I'll bro, tell you that right say now. Rover. Right. Yep. You say fuck Rover. Those are, by the way, Alex, do more of those. Those are good. I like when you're fucking the teachers. I think the teacher porn is oh, highly sure. underrated. I think it needs, it needs to be overrated. It's highly underrated. I, I love it. The always. Because it's happening in real life. Because it's happening in real life, and I think that in the scenarios that they present, it's always hot, and it's never horrible. It's fucking good shit. I'm just saying. Teacher porn, and it's oh, weird. Absolutely, yeah. It's weird because every fucking... The, I like nurse porn. My sister's a nurse. Horrible. The uh, <laughs> teacher porn, my, sister's, my other sister's a teacher. It's horrible. I need to find a fucking vocation... That is not related to my sisters mm-hmm. in the porn department. So we got to figure out something else. Um, but if Alex was in a movie with his porn uh, sister, he'd fuck her. So what are you going to do? Probably, honestly. Because <laughs> he has an eight-inch penis is what he does. What else is he going to do with it? Fucking, uh, was he going to take fucking tolls? No, he's going to fucking fuck everybody. Uh, Alex Jet, Alex Jet, triple X on Twitter for more information. AlexJet.com with two T's. Okay. That's what you need. Alex Jet, two T's. Dot com. Alex, thanks for being on the show, man. You've been a great guest, yeah. brother. All right. Round of yeah, applause for Alex Jack. Come on. Yeah, bro. There you go. Alex Jack. Continue success. With his eight-inch penis. He's doing good. Thanks, Alex. All right. Take care. Bye. Yeah, bye, bro. Hello, buddy. See, he's a nice kid. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Normal guy with an eight-inch fucking dick. Oh, yeah. He probably had no toys when he was a kid. No, bro. he had nothing to play with, Joe. Yeah. Absolutely not. Well, you know it's working, Hollywood. Ohio, pull over. All right, we got to take another break. When we come back, more wine, more women, more song. It's the Ham Radio Show. We'll be right back after these. What? Congratulations. Today you're a man. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Shame on you, George. If you make me angry, I'll do mean things to you, George, like I'll stroke your fur the wrong way. Like this. Unfiltered Radio Network, hamradioshow.com. ED Publications has proudly been serving the adult nightclub industry for over 20 years with news and resources for the strip clubs and exotic dancers. Visit edpublications.com to find out more about their yearly ED Expo convention and awards, magazine subscription, and advertising offers. Tootsie's Cabaret, located at 150 Northwest 183rd Street in Miami Gardens, Florida, is a 74,000-square-foot mega club with a 20,000-square-foot sports bar showing all major sporting and pay-per-view events. Tootsie's was voted the number one adult nightclub in 2012 and features full liquor bars and a full restaurant. Open seven days a week, 365 days a year. Missed an episode on the Ham Radio Show? Not to worry. You can download the latest episode, as well as past shows, on hamradioshow.com. Go to hamradioshow.com and click on the downloads link. Come live the vivid experience in one of the hottest clubs in America and enjoy the best in adult entertainment. 
party with the sexiest dancers and surround yourself with the most beautiful girls. Relax in an upscale atmosphere and enjoy the variety of first-class amenities our various clubs have to offer. Enjoy exclusive events and special promotions, live radio broadcasts and celebrity guest appearances, the hottest clubs from the name you know. Vivid Clubs comes in the night of your life. Religion Tequila, the world's finest premium 100% organic tequila. Using only the purest organic ingredients and time-tested distillation process to create a true reflection of our commitment and collaboration with nature. Journey to purity and perfection with Religion Tequila. Our vision, our devotion, our religion. 100% organic handcrafted tequila by Religion Tequila. Visit them on the web at religiontequila.com. That's religiontequila.com. Follow us, but not too close, on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash ham radio show. On Demand Salon, ondemandsalon.com. Professional door-to-door hair and makeup services. Let the salon come to you. Whether you're getting a blowout, blow over two, blow over three. Hell, bring in a blowout of four. It doesn't matter. Cut in style for special events, weddings, or whatever you need. On ondemandsalon.com. That's ondemandsalon.com. Prices and booking, 866-250-4145. That's 866-250-4145. On Demand Salon. On DemandSalon.com. Hi, this is Gilbert Godfrey. You're listening to Ham Radio with Uncle Eddie. Alright, so I played the wrong commercial uh, thing. I was supposed to do the commercial. So this portion of the show brought to you by SciTV. Go to SciTV.com. That's SciTV.com. And you can uh, you can uh, get my TV show, New York Ham, right there. I watched the first episode, and let me tell you, thank you, Ricky. Watched the first episode. It was pretty goddamn amazing. Check it out for yourself. Joe watched it, too. He liked it. It was good. It was good. It was a good show. Uh, penises and or pastrami and penises. I think that's what it's called. So, so you can get it on Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but you're better off if you want to go to AsyTV, ASYTV.com. Who's on my phone? What's going on? Ah, Taste of Pueblo. Taste of Pueblo. What it is. Yeah, guys. You're, you're, What's going on, guys? What's going on? What's up? Your phone sounds like Judy Kaka. Always. Hold on, let me call you guys back again. I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm passing the bridge right now. All right, so, get, I'll call you. All right, call me, call me right back. <laughs> Sounds like duty. Every time he calls, he's I a, love him to death. Worst phone, yeah. John from Taste of Pueblo, Taste of Pueblo, NYC. Chip in and buy him a phone. We should. Uh, well, they're they're actually going to be. We're going to miss them because oh, yeah. if they're getting a new truck. And when they get a new truck, they're, they're going to be gone until the the, be, the beginning of next year. Well, they got to outfit it and everything. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's fucking crazy. Uh, by the way, you're listening to the Ham Radio Show. 
Because we're it, back on the air. HamRadioShow.com. Uh, Joe, shut the fuck up. I'm talking. HamRadioShow.com. Also, 718-577-1389. Part of the Unfiltered Radio Network. Now, Joe, you can talk. What, I'm not Joe? talking. Now. I won't talk to you. Well, good. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I was in the middle of rejoining the show. Listen to the show you're on. And I just want to tell everybody that yes. we're not going to be here on the 30th. Yes, we're not going to be here on the 30th. Yeah, so you have that. to... Uh, uh, make but, other plans. But I'm not telling you that. I don't care. You don't you have to tell me that. fuck yourself. Well, because I was, uh, <laughs> when I'm in the middle of the uh, the, uh, the rejoiner back onto the show, is that what shut they call the it? fuck up. Is that what they call it? Yes, they do. Oh. Shut the fuck up. I thought it was like a joint, you know. Yeah, be quiet, Joe. You're not that funny. I'm trying. Don't, don't try to help everybody. Uh, what's up? Warren Bub, by the way, not feeling too good in the Facebook Live suite. Get well, Warren Bub. Uh, it's the Hammer Radio Show. Who's on my phone? Who's on my phone? <laughs> It's me again, guys. What's hey! going on? Okay. Johnny's Mike back. Check, Mike check. Mike check. Mike check. One, two, or two. <laughs> yes. Right. It, 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 speak directly into my eight-inch cock, said uh, Alex. Uh, it, hey. It doesn't sound horrible this time. It sounds a little bit better. A little better than horrible. Yeah. So every time you call, though, it does sound like I'm ordering fucking fries to a clown's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. It's the nature of the business, boss. I guess so. He's on the move. He's He's on on the move. move. He's making money. Making that money. Uh, So, So, uh, Taste of Pueblo made delicious food tonight, by the way. I have a uh, delicious uh, steak. Chicken fried steak. Chicken fried steak. We have refried beans and some rice. Delicious. Delicious. Absolutely. Johnny, yeah, that's good. I, I know you. I know you were asking about that chicken fried steak, so I told Helen just whip whip up some of, some of that chicken fried steak for you, man. You know what? Tomorrow tomorrow morning, I want the same thing for breakfast. Okay, chicken fried steak, chicken fried steak, and the refried beans, and I want two eggs on top of the fucking free, uh, uh, chicken fried steak. Fuck you having a drink, so Reese? Ca- Damn right. So you, want a, you want a cowboy, a cowboy breakfast? Then. I want a cowboy breakfast. I want you to kill the fucking steer yourself. And then make me chicken fried steak. Delicious. Delicious. It was good, though. It was very good. He pounded it out flat. It was nice. Oh, good, yeah. I got to commend you guys. Commend you guys, man. That, that interview with Todd McFarlane was great, man. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it man. I enjoyed it. The yeah. guy's very smart, man. I hope he does. Uh, I hope he does. Uh, uh, somebody uh, actually makes the film. Makes the reboot, whatever he says, the continuation. Well, well but, um, he's already, he's already, he's already got, he's got Jamie Foxx signed on, and then who did he say? Uh, Paul Giamatti was playing one of the cops. No, 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 no he didn't say Paul Giamatti. He said uh, who Jamie Renner. Jeremy Renner. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Okay, so Jeremy Renner is playing one. Of, so probably either Twitch. Uh, I forgot that Sam, Sam, and Twitch are the two cops in the story. Uh, so either, I mean, the, the, either way, Jeremy Renner, a fucking Avenger, uh, is going to be in the movie. And then you got Jamie Foxx playing Al Simmons. So can't you it. can't beat it. It's a top-notch. Plus, Todd McFarlane's the one writing it, so you can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah. But the one question well, the one question you didn't ask is, who's going to play the part that um, John Leguizamo plays so perfectly the violator. in the original score? Yeah, the violator. The First of all, it's two parts. Because uh, the violator is the is the monster it becomes, and then clown, that's the whole character's yeah. name is clown, and clown is the big. I can, look if he needs to, I can play the fat clown, 
that then and then they can then some you know then then John Leguizamo could play the the violator but when it, when it gets bigger and becomes a monster that's fine that's cool that's cool that's cool I I, mean, to- I totally right. can just fit the character sure you call him just make sure you call him yeah let there me- you go maybe they, that that that'll be your opening for you to to get your own programming series then there you yeah. go excuse me excuse me serious execs I play the fat clown in Spawn. <laughs> Now give me a show. Yeah, that'll get you the job. There you go. That was me. That was that me. was me. I play fat clown. Yeah, big guy. Yeah. Remember the belly? I, I hate to I hate to shit on people, but the the, the kind of people that have uh, programs in, in in seriousness do not deserve it. I know. They actually suck. I have heard some of the radio stations, some of the programs at night, especially in the evening. Uh, I don't know how these people have uh, programs. Well, that's one of that's one of the things. That is one of the things where I I've told you I've learned I, I was honest and straight up with Todd McFarlane. I have learned that he, the way as he pointed out that when when you tell people that it's you know oh I'm going to do this they say it's impossible until somebody shows them that yep. it's possible. And I've always said in radio when you listen to when you listen to uh, stuff in radio where they automatically say oh well. You know, the mornings are where you make your money, and then the afternoon, so you get two different drive times, and this, that, and the third. I honestly think what's missing from radio is a night show that kicks fucking ass, and I think that that could bring in money left, right, center, because you can have the big-name celebrities, because they're going to show up even later to be on the show. You can have... The, the the porn aspect with the so the adult format you can have everything and that's why I think the ham radio show would work amazingly Perfectly. and that's what we have to do we have to prove to all the know-it-alls who say nah there's no nah, you guys can't do it nah, nah, nah. and then we prove them wrong we've been doing it our whole fucking career I don't see what the hell the difference is now so just saying. But yeah, the thing is this, Eddie, I'm going to be honest with you, you need to buy yourself some, some knee pads and start sucking dick. Oh, all right. Somebody... Let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just you get... Never, let me... You'd never have a show fucking around like that. Wait, hold, wait, hold on, hold on. That's uh, what we're that. Uh, suck some dick. Got it. It's on the pad. Okay. Suck some dick. Got it. Because, because be honest, I mean, like I said, I don't want to... I know you and Ricky and all that, but to my understanding, for me listening to, to everything, like I said, I have serious... XM. So, by the way, it's, it's, it's let me just do a cheap plug. It's free for the next three months. But anyways, I listen to most of the program, uh, you know, on Sirius and Jesus Christ, uh, you know, it's, it's somebody, so it's, it's somebody sucking somebody, somebody getting anal. I don't know who it is. Wait, wait, wait hold on. Jesus got <laughs> Jesus Christ has a show. I know. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> no, no, not Jesus Christ. Oh, I thought you said so, Jesus Christ. But yeah, anyway, like I said, you know, I mean, it's it's not. I mean, it, I'm surprised that you know, I mean, it, it, somehow, some way, you gotta you gotta kick that door. The door is open there for you, man. But it's like you gotta, you gotta kick the door and say, "Fuck it." I know. You know I mean, I mean, uh, like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, Nick, I know this show. This show, you guys would do ten times, ten times, uh, ten times better than what what's going on right now. If you listen to the series right now, anywhere from the Comedy Central, comedy, the, the Comedy uh, Channel, or even to Stern, you know, there's really nothing. There's no substance. 
Hey, these are the viewpoints of one, uh, the the owner of Taste of Puebla, and and not me, but whatever his opinion is, is what he has. From your mouth to God's ears, bro. Um, Also, one of... Yeah, sorry, sorry. If I don't want, I don't want to mess up with the guys, with the guys of uh, Sirius. Oh no, trust me. Hey, they we... need, they need better substance. As a, as a value customer of Sirius, which I'm paying my hard-earned thirty bucks a month, yeah. I need better substance. Uh, sir, yeah. this is from Nick in the uh, Facebook. You know, Nick, our cunt, our uh, Canadian Unified Network technician. Uh, I saw an EDM show at the place I work. I still don't understand how Sirius XM gives them a show, and the ham radio show still hasn't gotten a phone call. That's a very good point. You know what? Why don't all our listeners start a campaign and send a petition hey, into Sirius XM? I have. A, there is already. Hold on. There's already a Facebook page that I created a long time ago. It's called Demand the Ham. Bring Siri, bring the ham radio show to Sirius XM. It already exists. It, friend it. Uh, spread that shit like fucking herpes and uh, get it out there. That's, yeah. I mean, what are we, what more can we do besides sucking dick, which is on the list here now? Sucking dick. That don't dick. always work either. And that doesn't always work either because I might get someone that doesn't like my tongue technique. Hey, what happened to Matt Lauer? Yeah, I got to be like Matt Lauer. You know what I mean? What's going to happen? Hey, all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying that is, if somehow, some way, somebody makes an indecent proposal, uh, take up on it. <laughs> all right, a little anal. What's a little anal between friends? Come on, get him some women. Yeah, <laughs> I hope that. Yeah, I hope the guy that's a woman executive that literally just goes, "Excuse me, uh, I was wondering, uh, would you like a show here?" Well, guess what? You're gonna have to uh, take one in the old shitter. Okay, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. either, either, do, either do the Spawn movie or, or do a, a, a porno like that. Uh, do we lose you? I don't know, he's back. Your, your phone yeah, cut out. Here. Yeah, your phone cut right out. You here. told me to do a porno, and then you and then, and then then you just went away. And I said, I said, either either try to, try to, come, try to get, a, get, a, get a spot in the, the Spawn movie or, or do a porno. So you can get noticed. Well, if those are my two options, I'll do the porno. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you really want to do that? Do you really want to do that, dude? If I if I had a big enough dick, I I definitely would. That that's the issue. That my whole issue is I when you like if we're on set if, if we're on set and Alex Jet is standing next to me and he's got an eight inch long and I'm sitting there with fucking four to five inches on a good day. Then no, I'm not doing it. Well, they must have fat it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's a bear and his cup. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, oh, yeah. you're the bear, the cup. Oh, so, I, wait, I'm not fucking Alex <laughs> Jet, if that's what you're asking me. To <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying that. I'm saying you guys can they can do some kind of plot that you're the mentor to the mentee. Ooh. And Almost. you guys are banging, are banging the, the school librarians or the... The home economic teacher. I don't know. Anybody. I don't give a, at, at that point, if I'm if I'm going to be just doing a porn, I don't give a shit about the plot at that point. I'm in the porno. You're the Mr. Yeah. So what? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's fine. There you go. There you go. John from Taste of Pueblo. Taste of Pueblo, NYC. 
John, uh, thank you for tonight's food. Uh, we only have a, we, we only have a short time with you uh, left uh, for, for a while in our area, and then and then poof, you're gone. Because by the way, also John. John, your phone sucks, Donkey Dick. I'm, oh, yeah, it's oh, yeah, horrible. It really does, yes. it, It's because he's listening to me in the background. I can hear it's me talking to me. That's what it is. I am driving. I am driving. You're, you're driving me crazy with I your did, phone. I think we lost him. John, you there? I think we lost him. I didn't hang up on him. It's still there. Oh, there he is. He's back. back again. All right. So I'm, listen. In, I'm, in, I'm sorry, right, guys. I'm in, I'm in Connecticut right now, so I'm doing Uber, so I got to work. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you, tell, your, right tell, your, tell your client to hold on for a minute. Uh, the uh, we, we only have one more week with John because the next week we're not here, so it's one more week. It's the final Wapo Wednesday yeah. next week on this show. Just so you know, it's the last one because eight, on the thirtieth we don't have a show, so automatically then John, that's it. This is it uh, next week. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, but we have something uh, good for you guys. Uh, hopefully for next week. Well, it's, gonna, uh, it's never not through. good. When is it ever not good? Word, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we call it into the last, the last supper until, <laughs> until, last we back, until we be back. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do I got to dress like Jesus? Oh, yeah, sure. Exactly. You're going to be like, you're gonna be like Jesus. No, well, well, you, Joe, Joe's going to be, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess going to be. Joe's only probably going to be the one behind you stabbing your back. Yeah, Joe, Joe, is, Joe, is, Joe is doubting Thomas. I'll be Pontius pilot. Yeah. Oh, he's just going to kill Jesus. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I love how Joe's not even at the fucking table. He's Pontius pilot. He's the evil villain. I wonder he, how much the bill was. Yeah, it was 74 95 Yeah. 13 people, you know. Yeah, no one ate for free. Yeah. Tell you that right now. All right. But, uh, yeah. So basically, that's what it is. So, um, yeah, we will, we will be, like I told you already, um, Eddie, and I told you in, in private, I said it could be anywhere between four to, four to eight weeks that we're not yeah. we're probably going to be out of commission. I well, not out of commission, but in the process, like I said, I'm hopefully by tomorrow I'll get some good word and probably bring a smile on your face and let you know exactly how long would it be. Like I told you, it's a lot of um, uh, loose ends that have to be fixed, you know, try to get there, you know what I mean? The vision is there. He's just trying to come up with, with a lot of the financials and the numbers that'll be right. right. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we won't be, we will be still there. If we do, the company is going to have, help us uh, rent a, a truck. We'll be there. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll here's the thing. Tie up all your loose ends. And then when we know, when you know, I'll know. All right. Yeah, you know, you'll be the first one. If not, uh, uh, we disappear. You won't know from us for a while. Just like, just like on uh, Monday. Yeah. Well, well sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's either it's either the truck is getting fixed or you got deported, okay. so it's going to be one of the two. What are, what are you going to do? We'll figure it out. Okay. All right, John, t- say hi to Helly for All me. All right, brother. All right, taste the Pueblo. Taste the Pueblo, NYC. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, man. All right, brother. Have a good, good one. Guys. Take care, bro. Take care. Take yeah. care, man, guys. Thank you. Uh, he's in Connecticut. He's Ubering. Uber. He's Ubering right now. He's always on the grind. Always on the grind. Right. He's got to make some money, man. Yeah, absolutely. He's not making money off our ass. Yeah. He's got to make money off uh, other people's asses. This is a um, all right. So, 
By the way, because Nick is asking, what are we doing on the 30th? I have to do something for SiriusXM, so I can't do a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, therefore, so now, next week is the last show of October. Mm-hmm. And then October 30th gone. And then when we're back in November. No, so. we have a show on the 23rd also. Oh, no, I'm sorry, two weeks. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, well, either way, birth. we're getting. Either that's way, we got birthday. two more. So we get. Uh, was your birthday? Yeah. The what? Twenty third. Twenty third. Well, the second. Fuck that! We're having a party. Yeah. All right. Here's what we're doing. All right. Because now, because he just opened his fucking mouth, we didn't even know, Joe. Okay. Yeah. On the twenty. So sixteenth, we're having a regular show. I don't know who's on. I don't. Oh, oh Judge Herb. Oh, Judge, Judge Herb is next. Uh, that's oh, the next. That's on. next week, right? Yeah, I going. like him. He's very. All good. right. So Judge Herb on the sixteenth. On the 23rd, let's try to get some kind of dirty whore. Okay. And we'll have a birthday for uh, the Slickster. Okay. And we'll have a really slicky birthday. We can do masturbate theater. We can do masturbate the whole nine yards. We'll, we'll go all out. We'll make sure everything's cool. Mm-hmm. And then and then we're all for the 30th, and then we start November. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. Is that, am I out of days, yeah, or is that the days? Yeah, November. You really want to give me October. a nice birthday gift, man? Yes. Yeah, so what do you want for your birthday? Get, get me Smokey Robinson on this. Okay. Let, let, that would be nice. Let me yeah. see if I can get Smokey Robinson. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> nah. I can't even get a job at Sirius <laughs> yeah. doing the show. You think I'm gonna get Smokey Robinson? Well, hey, you can pull him. a miracle out your ass. Ah, let's see. Yeah. Let's see what I can do. Let's Smokey. see what I can do. Smokey, if you hear the show, please yeah. call it. We probably will keep it clean. Uh, by the way, see, and I told Carla to call in, oh, yeah. and she didn't call the show. Because then she got mad because oh, she, she couldn't mad. call at the exact moment. Oh, no. so, I don't think she got I'm mad. I'm just covering my, Yeah, she did. She wrote him and said, oh, and, yeah. he, and, and he cut she, me off. She didn't say she got mad. She, she got mad. Don't fuck yeah. it. I know Carla. We love you, Carla. We love uh, you. Before we go, uh, special thanks to AEW and Tacoma FD, uh, both casts okay. that I talked about before. Uh, Comic-Con was a success. Yeah. Uh, we do have audio. I have to see what we're, how we're going to use it and figure it out. Ooh, By the way. Uh, Marcus, right? Uh, breaking news. Taste of Pueblo just said they will cater Ricky's birthday fiesta. Oh, nice. So Taste of Pueblo will give us food for the 23rd. That'll be. They do give us food normally, but it'll be something special. A little cake with a candle or something. Yeah, for, uh, for Slickster. Thank you. Thank you, John. There you go. Uh, and, uh, last thing before we leave. Uh, the AVNs, by the way, coming up very shortly. Because oh, yeah. think about it, October, November, December, January. I'm already there. Very fast. Uh, I need to know what the fuck should I wear? Oh, you should get something. So this is something you can mull it over now. If you have an idea now. About a gold LeMay jacket. But that's what I'm saying. Should I go really over the top? Absolutely. Because it's the AVNs. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Absolutely. Well, this should be something rubber. Yeah. Something rubber? I'm not wearing something rubber. Uh, Yeah. Go in a diving suit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, John. The last supper will be the last. So the Slickster's birthday slash last supper. Uh Uh-huh. For Taste of Pueblo and everything, it will be the 23rd, just so if you're playing at home. Mm-hmm. But for right now, more important things, the AVNs, I need to know what the fuck should I wear when I'm on the red carpet for PlanetPlatypus.com, and I'm doing the AVNs in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. That's the joint that you're judging, man, yeah. right? With all the naked girls? And no, no, well, it's not, I'm not judging. It's a, it's a red carpet. I'm interviewing sexy, sexy porn stars. Yeah. Same shit. Probably Alex Jett will be on there with his fucking aunt and his mom and everybody else that he's fucking in those movies. Oh, yeah. They'll come down. I need to know what I should be wearing, though. Should I wear it? Now, Joe's saying go outlandish. You're saying, I think so, you're saying go rubber. Which I don't want to wear rubber. Uh, it's going to be sweaty. Uh, John from Taste of Pueblo is saying condoms and socks. Uh-huh. 
And that's it. Just <laughs> condoms and socks. There you go. Uh, I, I think I need a little bit more material. You should definitely wear pants. Though. Definitely wear pants. All right, so pants is a must. Yeah. All right, so we'll do pants. Should I wear just like a wacky shirt or try to get a jacket? No, no, no. Get like a gold lame jacket. That's why I thought some kind of jacket. Really loud. So, so yeah. just go Buy wait. Some shorts. Be like like Elton so John, shorts. Man. Dressy shorts. He's saying go shorts now. Yeah, well, I, I didn't dangerous. say. Well, no, well, I'm just yeah, saying. So. Uh, Joe said pants. You're saying shorts. This is, I'm telling you, this is why we got to start thinking about this now, people. Well, you got to dress unusual. I'm going in That's January. How about, total, how about totally white? White pants, white jacket, white shirt. They'll see the stains. Yeah, I'm going to. Well, no, they won't see the cum stains. Uh-huh. I mean, if, if they dry, they'll be yellow. But totally. I mean. Or, or uh, how about you, you go gangster? Tell, tell them it's too like heavy chains and stuff. Nah, not gangster. What, like black? You want me to dress like a gang, like a rapper? No, like a rapper. You know, with the chains. That's what I'm saying. Like you're saying gangster as in gangster. Oh no, gangster rapper. Okay, I yeah, like you it. know, yo, this is what I'm saying. Okay, okay, right, okay. The, the, hit the, me up. The jacket, the jacket, the nice jacket, right? Like what kind? Like a regular jacket. Or well, shiny. not the regular one. Get get something flash. Like pimped out. Yeah, pimped out jacket. Well, John, John with saying with I some should, shorts. Wait, hold on. John's saying I should uh, dress like Bishop Don Juan. Yeah, a little derby hat. So nah, derby nah. hat. Yeah, derby hat. I got and some you. shorts. Derby cool. shorts and shit. So, yeah. Wait, so I'm going that fa- shit is tight. I'm going fancy top, but I'm wearing I'm, I'm wearing shorts. Yeah, but you're gonna wear sh- fancy shorts yeah. too. Maybe with a striped. It's like a shoot. It's like um a short suit. Like a short suit. Yeah. How's your legs, though? You and then you go down. My legs are fine. And, and, then, you, them, and then you throw, get a little derby hat, man, because you want to look like a pimp around there. And shit, that, well, you know that's what John's saying. Yeah. He's saying Magic Don, you know, Magic oh, Don Juan. Yeah, yeah. Purple. Or purple. the Mac. That's what he's saying. Yeah, We're yeah. purple. I don't know. Brother going to work it out. You got to work it out. So, all right, look, you got you got a couple weeks. We got to figure this out. Yeah. I gotta, we got to figure out my ensemble for the AVN. I'm, I'm like telling a, you that's going to work. You're like a duffet with a feather, you know? Maybe. That's going to work. I'm not, I'm not fucking super fly, Joe. I'm just oh, saying. nice, man. All right, listen. Yo, a Cadillac pull up, man. Listen, free speech. Just a black. Free speech is never silent. Always speak the fuck up. And remember, if you're going to fuck that chicken, make sure it's not fucking, that chicken is not owned by Matt Lauer. That's for sure. Because then yeah. that chicken wants it in and the hiney. fucking in the ass. Damn yeah. right. Yeah, make sure there's no egg up there. Until next week, I say AMF. Means adios, motherfucker! The Ham Radio Show is a production of the Unfiltered Radio Network and broadcast live from the Bunker Studios in New York every Wednesday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on unfilteredradionetwork.com. All material heard on the Ham Radio Show is copyrighted by the Ham Radio Show. Some material may be copyrighted by its respective owners. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission of the Ham Radio Show's material without the written consent of Ham Radio and or its affiliates is strictly prohibited. And if you don't understand all that legal mumbo-jumbo, here's Billy to explain it to you in not-so-technical terms. So, asshole, that means you can't use this without our permission. Fuck you.